Hello, beautiful people. It is Thursday, January 12th, 2023. The playoffs are 48 hours away. And this show starts right now. Football! He's about to kick off its most important games of the year. The national championship was obviously the big one for college football, and that thing ended in a thrilling 65-7 to dub for the Georgia Bulldogs. But now, the men's league, the adults, kick off this Saturday in a chase of the Lombardi, something we haven't seen before. Feels like it's a top-heavy race. There's only about four teams that we all think could go, but who knows who could get hot in the dance. All you got to do is make it to the dance floor, and you might end up taking that motherfucker over. There's a chance that the Cincinnati Bengals of last year could become one of these teams of this year and we'll be following along every single snap we can't thank you enough for joining us on this particular afternoon you all are the greatest people on earth we're up to something there's something big coming tomorrow we do believe although it um uh, we've been thinking about this for a couple years yeah really put it together a lot of time right we've been we've, oh, yeah. we've been planning on this sure. oh yeah long time months this really came together over a long portion of time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't just pop up basically overnight. No. And as soon as the opportunity showed up, we were like, damn, that's a dream come true. We got to do that. So we got something coming tomorrow. We can't thank you all enough for being a part of this whole ride, allowing us to do it all. The talks to tables here at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. Tomorrow's a big day. Huge, Huge day. Jacked up for it. Like, shoot, big day for our show's history. Oh, yeah. People have Kidney? no idea. There's some things that are done, you know, for everybody else. This one, I think, big for us, mm-hmm. also big for our audience. Yeah. And it's a team effort that we've gotten mm-hmm. here. We can't thank everybody enough. Excited for tomorrow to roll out there. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day. And we've been planning this, you know. How many hours were we sitting around that think tank over there for oh, the little, 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 thousand? Know, well, yeah, thousand, two thousand, three thousand. Yeah, what? How, how long does it take to master something? Ten thousand hours. Ten thousand right. hours. We've been planning this video release tomorrow. Uh, Ten thousand hours. Mm-hmm. There Wait till you see it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Genius. Didn't start yesterday. No. No, 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 no. no, no. You can't for can't. something of this magnitude. No. Last night, even more specifically. Yeah. What? We didn't do that at all. No. This thing has been in pre- uh, preparation, in the oven, cooking for years. That's right. Basically, since I've known you. The problem is, we never thought this day would come. Always talked about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that it was going to ever happen. No because, you know, who knows who's making decisions and whatever and everything like that. Right. Then it shows up. It's like, boys, all systems go. You haven't slept much. A lot just happened. But this is a massive moment. It needs to be treated as such. Tomorrow's an awesome day. At Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Done! Cowboys. I do believe Gump and you are going to benefit from what's coming tomorrow, too, Tone. I can't wait. I'm very excited to see what it is oh you know what it is so that is just like a very classic way of just not being not wanting to be the one that gives away what it is before it actually gives it away uh-huh. smart move by the man wearing the cowboy hat who beat covid multiple times yep. and is one of the best gamblers mm-hmm. to ever gomble on anything oh, yeah. uh the host of everything db the man to man podcast nfl matchups hanging out with us on this glorious thursday like he has all season darius j butler yeah, what's up d butch what's happening same game parlay holiday. You're on the Pat McAfee Show team. That's Which, me. That's what? Foxy. That's AJ. That's Dirty. That's you. What? Let's go what? ahead and hit yeah. one, huh? Putting together some good shit, too. Yeah, D-Bud has a couple great ideas. I'm glad you guys are rolling <laughs> with everything that he's recommended. D-Bud, every idea that D-Bud has about football is a great idea. Is that right? Because yeah. Because this morning, the think tank, I didn't think that was a consensus by everybody. Hey, I have two wins this year, all right? Hey, I love two. it. Two! It's 200% more than I do. How many do we have? We had three? Two. I think we had two I wins as well. Yeah, McCaffrey. And we had one earlier. There was another one. Tony had one. Yeah, early we, on. We do boosts. I mean, he does the same game parlays too. 
Yeah, we had three we wins. All three. We had three wins. We, yep. we need four wins this weekend. Yep. To have a proper same game parlay holiday, I think we got it. I think, I think so. Plus, privately, you've had an unbelievable year. I've been running. I've yeah. been running. Yeah, I've been running. Yeah, all those things are like last second bets, though. That's hard to promote. You can't really do that. No. And the basketball that I've been getting from you, how did we hit last night? Not good at all, actually. Uh, well, <laughs> Jokic, we missed triple double by uh, one assist, dude. He had eight yeah. assists in the third, middle of the third quarter. Yeah, it was, I saw it. He had sixteen points, like twelve rebounds, yeah. and eight assists in the okay. third quarter, and they were up thirty or something. I was worried they're going to bench him. Exactly. That's where we kind of got in trouble. Is he barely played any of the fourth quarter, and then Giannis forty points. Boy, he scored seven, <laughs> so we were Bob. we were a little little off on that, on that one. He's due for a stinker. Season low. He had a stinker the last game too, so he's kind of in a little bit of a. It's all right. I've I've watched you do your gambling this year. I went nowhere near as many units last night as I did Perfect. two nights ago. Perfect. So we'll probably be back tonight if I had to guess. If, oh, yeah. if reading you is. You know, going to be consistent with how you're going to continue to be. I think tonight you're going to hit. Yeah, there's a lot of good games tonight too. We got Luca against LeBron in the Lakers. Oh, few. We got LeBron's woo. going to want to show up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and then the Nets against the Celtics. Kyrie revenge game. No Kevin Durant too. So Is it in Boston? In Brooklyn. Oh, I, thought, I was wishing it was in Boston Me so too. Kyrie could get that full song and dance. Yeah, he's had he's had one before. He's played he's there before. We beat the though. shit out of him, but he's played there. John Moran had a dunk last night that I uh, yep. really found. Quite alarming. He, um, <laughs> yeah, he abused the man. He did. He, 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 uh, he absolutely yeah. abused. Not, him. not his yeah. first poster Especially. with that guy too. That guy, whenever they play the Grizzlies, for some reason, centers are not in a good spot. Whenever John Morant's no, on the floor, no. especially if he's in one of those like moods, which appears he is all the time. Yeah, because he he uses you as a trampoline exactly. because mm-hmm. he's up already high enough where you can't touch him if you touch him it's a foul and then he uses you a little bit more to like almost hit another level and last night he actually just feathered it in mm-hmm. like didn't even dunk it he just threw it from about 12 feet yeah. down in there how tall is he 6'2 6'2 yeah I think so 6'3 yeah. he fucking Explosive. floats explosive yeah. he's like, kind of like a Derrick Rose was exposed yes. Derrick Rose Russ and Ja yeah, young yeah, West. The most explosive point guards I've ever seen. How about what Lad McConkey would do to you if you guys were to line up one on one right now? You got to see that up close in person. Good player, uh, really good player. Joining us now, uh, <laughs> should have been intro a lot earlier, but I knew we were going to have an NBA discussion, so this is not that guy's bag. But he would have been able to add to it, I assume, because this guy's been watching athletes and coaching athletes for 40 years. Wow. He was our coach all season. We're thankful for it every single Thursday. We got smarter. We got better. Former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, formerly of the Ravens, the Browns, the Miami Hurricanes, the Boise uh, Broncos. um, Wyoming. Wyoming, probably Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Chuck McGowan. Coach. Coach. I don't know if you got to see the national championship game or not. It was six five seven. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see what Lad McConkey would have done to Darius J. Butler? Were you were you thinking about that whenever you're watching that guy get wide open on multiple plays? He wouldn't have busted like that. Thank you. He wouldn't have been Appreciate running scot free down the, and just drop him and pick up a guy in the flat. Oh, you're talking about D. Butt. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about one on one. He gives a lot of great right? information on a lot of stuff. The way he unwinded stuff for us back in the day. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because everything's happening so huge, quick. <clears throat> huge football brain. Yeah, one step, you're fucked. That's what we learned in When Everything yeah. DB. Literally, you accidentally just running at 20 miles an hour if you just half a step this way. Well, this guy runs a you're fourth. You're done. It's over. You're out. You're, that's a touchdown. You're dead. You're exposed. You're on the internet as a guy that can't oh, yeah. play football. Mm-hmm. Just well, try, to, try to be on the point of a three-man bunch, and then the ball snapped. 
and all that stuff's going on. And he's just sitting there, calm as can be, making all the calls. And now it's you got motion to it from outside in, cross motion, and you got to figure all that stuff. You got to go from one cover to the next. All the guys around him, like Vontae, very, very appreciative of a guy like, <laughs> Dog, dude, hey. you know, hey, because those guys, they don't ever talk. They just rely on the nickel. They rely on the safeties, tell them what we own. What we're doing, where you're looking, yes. how you're doing. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and the big brain. You got that dude. You have cat coverage. He's performing. Yeah, you got that cat. Yeah. Hey, and Vontae had a cat. He had that he cat. Lock him yeah. down. <laughs> lock him down. And then when Vontae found out, he could no longer keep the cat in the cage. It's a young man game, dog. I'm done. Bless you. Hey, Coach P. Anytime Legend. Monte's name gets brought exactly. up, I know we're going to lead right yep. back to one thing. <laughs> it's like another guy. And that's how it ended. He's just like, all right, we're going, I'm going to retire. I can't keep up with this. You see what that guy did to me in the second quarter? I ain't never seen something like that. <laughs> that guy. I'm out of here. I love Vontae. Vontae, hell of a player. And I think Buffalo fans are even over. At the moment, obviously not oh, thrilled man. about it, but they have to have a personality and For be sure. like, this dude legitimately was like, nope, I can't do this anymore. Writes a check to Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. Get me the fuck out of here. I am. I, I should have been done last year. I Most, just, uh, how many write a check? And normally do, not it's a full, it would be a no, full. No, I mean, that's Vontae. Yeah. yeah. Vontae came to the realization that I was wrong. I shouldn't yeah. have played this year. <laughs> you can't do this. You guys don't deserve it. You guys, I mean, you guys paid me a lot of money. I'm very thankful for it. I, I gave up. <laughs> it's preseason, it, too, back. right? Nah, no, 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 no. No, that was regular season. Yeah. Oh. Best part about it is, hey, Tay, you good? Because, you know, that's the first thing. You want to check and make sure you're good mentally. Are you good, Tay? Yeah, AD Buck. And it's time, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was the time, cuz, but hey, all right, I support you. Who knows what he thought would have happened in that second? He thought he was giving up four touchdowns. Oh, yes. That second half. 500 yards. He was sitting in his, his locker room. I'm going to stop him. I'm a, I can't stop that guy. <laughs> they got me on an island, too. Oh, four to – nope. Nope. No way. No way. It could have been a discussion, too, like, hey, can we play a little stuff? Like, roll to me, let me play cover two, and give me a safety over the top. And they said, no, we're sticking with the game plan. <laughs> That's when he said, okay. All right. Well, you said it. Yeah. <laughs> <Talk> <laughs> <in>. <laughs> All right. I, I thought that's what you were going to say. I, I didn't know. Vontae, what are you doing? I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Can't play cover two? I tried to ask you for a little bit of help. I need it. Anyways, Vontae doesn't deserve all this because Vontae was a hell of a yeah. fucking football player. Mm-hmm. Great teammate, too. Oh, yeah. Him getting out of Miami, I think, was an incredible move for him and his football career. Obviously, everybody saw that on Hard Knocks. He came to Indianapolis, was fucking awesome. I, I cannot say good enough things about Vontae Davis. So I think we all were very surprised by the retirement at halftime because that is very much out of Vontae Davis's character. Like, works his ass off, mm-hmm. does the whole thing. So then whenever he comes out on the other side of it, it's just like, I was hurting the team. Yeah, yes. That's like such like such self-awareness there that you would never expect from anybody, especially a fucking corner. And he has not even thought about coming back to football. Nope. Living. I well, saw him take oh. a picture of a draft two weeks ago down in Africa in a safari. That's That's awesome. Is he a thespian like his brother? Well, he's not an actor. He is... His brother, an incredible actor. I saw him cry on yeah. Netflix. Oh, oh, my God. Uh-huh. He's on in a TV. lot of stuff okay. coming out. He's living a great life, though, right yeah. now. De- Follow him on Vernon? Instagram. Vernon? No, Vontae. We're talking about Vernon. I'm with you. We want to give love to the whole family. Yeah. Did you see Vernon? Oh, boy. He cried on command. Boom. On TV. That was awesome. He, sports de- center, too. He was sitting at a desk just like this, <laughs> and then they're like, so, so you act. 
That's what they said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he started fucking bawling his eyes yep. out. Real right? tears? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's not easy. Boom. I've had to do that. Really? Why? Cook up some fake tears? You're an actor? I mean, we're getting your ass kicked. Chuck, you can't up. tell us no, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> fake tears and have Don't you no. kayfabe. Don't, you, don't give no. up kayfabe right now. No. All right, let's move along. Speaking of coaching, Sean Payton has been requested by the Cardinals, Broncos, Texans uh, to, for the head coaching position. Obviously, there's five spots open. Three of the teams have requested him. The Indianapolis Colts not being one of them. Hey, okay, wait, keep your biases out of it, Pat. Just talk about the fucking sure. subject here. Okay, we will. <laughs> Sean Payton um, is obviously hot to trot. He's the bell of the ball yep. in this particular head coaching cycle. Ian Rappaport's been talking about it every single day. He's on that Fox <clears throat> NFL Sunday show, and he's talking on there about what he'd be looking for, what type of team he's looking for, but also like this team, great use of leverage for Sean Payton. He retires out of nowhere. We had no clue why. Then we found out maybe he was going to go to Miami with Tom Brady and they were going to own the team. Mm -hmm. That ends up not working out because there was a collusion and Mm -hmm. other cases brought against and Brian Flores was in the middle of it all because he didn't want to get on the yacht to even have the conversation for it all to take place, allegedly. So Sean Payton's out of the game for a year and all anybody keeps talking about is Sean Payton coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back. So biggest Fugay's retirement of all time. For sure. Okay, I think even whenever other people thought about retiring, they thought about a week or two actually retiring. Seems like Sean Payton was never going to retire. Mm-hmm. Just kind of needed a reset. Good for him. He's earned it. The Saints will still be able to get a trade out of this so they're able to, mm-hmm. you know, collect on Sean Payton's um, contract. It's wild because if a player, for instance, yeah, if I wanted to go back and go play somewhere, I think the team would give me – I don't want to say fits, but I think Jim Mercer would not make it like right simple. Jim Mercer would be like, "What are we doing? You're yeah. you're going to go kick? Sweet, you're kicking for us. Then you want to mm-hmm. go punt for somebody? Sweet, you're punting for us. It's just assumed that the Saints are just going to let Sean Payton just go wherever. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to me, D. But they don't, want they want at least a first round pick, right? Yeah, tell the Broncos they want a first. Yes, and they don't have one, right? Then yeah, right. the Saints don't have a first round. So yeah, exactly why they want. I mean, but have the uh, Saints ever thought about no? You know, has yeah. that, do you think that's ever happened? I'll ask you, Chuck, I guess, because is this something that happens often in the coaching world? And can the Saints just say no? Like, the Colts could just say no to me, to wanting to go play somewhere else. The Saints could do that. That has not even been brought up in discussion, which I think good on the Saints for doing that and good for Sean Payton. Could that happen? And it hasn't even really been broached. They hold all the cars. So How get, long you, do they have them? 2024. As, as long as he's under contract. So if he's got, what, two more years left on his yeah. contract? So they don't have to say, yeah. So assistant coaches, it's up to every coach. Like if, if D. Butts is coaching our secondary and he's got a chance to go to another team and be a defensive coordinator, he can come into me, sign a two-year contract because you want the security for your family. So it's a double-edged sword. He comes in. What is it? I can say no. So this organization this can say no. They can, they can block him. Yeah. This I, is they, what McVeigh just did to his assistant coaches, right? He McVay, gave all, He said, hey, you can go take interview jobs wherever you want to go because I don't know what I'm going to do in my and future. The, and, and that's good on him. That's the right thing to do. And when I, when I took over, I was with people that said, again, you can't, you know, we're not going to let you out of your contract. Coach, I got a chance to go be a defensive coordinator. I'm a position coach here, defensive coordinator. My money goes from here to here. It's life-changing stuff. An opportunity to coordinate, you do well, then you're in the conversation for a head coaching job. So if they don't want to do it, they don't do it. And some teams are just right down the line with it. We're not doing it. This is the contract. You're not allowed to do shit. That's it. And so, guy, and then if you don't sign, right, end of the year, and then they bring you another contract and want you to sign it, and then you decide, because I got blocked the year before, I'm not going to sign, yeah, then you think, they don't, you don't, oh, you don't want to be here? Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, you're spoiled. Mm. Yeah. No, no, you don't. You, you don't like it here. You don't want to sign this. You know, we're giving you an extension. You know, oh, that's leverage. Yeah, yeah, that's on negotiation by the team to do that to you. And because the guy's betting on himself. Who's dealing with it? Coach, GM, building, both. I think you come in as an ownership at a uh, GM and a head coach decide how are we going to handle this down the road. It's one of those questions like all these guys got to be asking that are interviewing for these jobs. Not only the 53 man, the 46, we talked about all that stuff, but how are we going to handle assistant coaches? How are we going to handle guys that have opportunities to move on? Yeah, and whenever you say we talked about all that stuff, anytime you want to reiterate it again, all good. Because whenever you're speaking about it, it's coming from a completely different angle. What he was chatting about is whenever you get a head coach and a new head coach and a new GM, who's who gets the power to decide, like, number 46 to 53 on the active roster? Like, who gets to decide who is up, who is down at the end of the day for special teams and stuff? Is that the GM that's making that decision every single time? Do the coaches have some say? Those are just little things that don't get discussed probably during the hiring process, and they don't show up until when? Yeah. <laughs> Until it's too late. Until they show up. Until they show up. And then you got a bunch of drama there. What were you going to say, Tone? Because the Saints just being like, yeah, we'll just give them up yeah, for a one. It's crazy mm-hmm. because, like, every team wants Sean Payton. And I think if every team had an opening, they would want Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, if the Patriots, Bill Belichick was to retire, I think Robert Kraft would be like, I would like to interview Sean, Sean Payton. 100%. Kansas City Chiefs, if Andy Reid was to retire, they would say – we would like to interview Sean Payton. All these great teams that if they were to have an opening would want Sean Payton. The Saints have Sean Payton's rights, and it's just automatically assumed, like, yep, he's good to go wherever the hell he wants to do. Is that the new cheat code? Is that the new they, game? They've got to have a – I think I've heard they have a pretty good – have had a pretty good relationship with Sean Payton. Ownership well, he brought them a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, obviously he, he was there for a long time, won a Super Bowl there. So maybe that was a part of the, even the retirement conversation. Like at some point, you know, I'm probably going to be back. And it's like, all right, we'll let by look, this is what we're going to ask for. And it's not like they're letting them go for nothing. They'll be getting, you know, a high pick, Agreed. hopefully, in return. And at the same time, you know, you don't, you don't want a guy coaching for you that don't want to coach for you anymore. Um, rather, regardless of what that reason is, he wants to move on. So you get something back for him. I think, uh, obviously, they're going to give that up. And That's kind of like players, too. I think that's picks. more of a modern look at it. Like, do you want a player on your team that doesn't want to be there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that, that can affect everything. So Deshaun in Houston. OBJ in Cleveland. Yeah. Well, and that's why those teams are interesting, just because the Cardinals. like is Saw he... OBJ on that plane. Oh, yeah. Badge heavy flight attendant early, oh, it appears. For sure. Mm-hmm. Which we all have experienced, especially mm-hmm. over the most recent time, because fresh out of COVID, you got to remember, flight attendants were like saving the world. Yeah, had to. Now, everybody's breathing in the same air, in the same cylinder. But obviously, it's getting filtered out. COVID's not going to be there. But they were given a lot more power because the mask th- uh, mandates mm-hmm. that happened, separation, how many people were allowed to be where they were. So it's almost like flight attendants became uh, flight marshals. Yeah. Like every single one of them. Yeah. Like, I think that kind of started happening. Yeah, one guy thought he got it through putting in contacts on the airplane that one time. They what? did, actually. Yeah, we don't know what's true, what's not true at this point, honestly. I think 10 yeah. years from now, we still won't know, but hopefully we'll have a little bit more information. But I think a flight attendant really had a beef with OBJ, it seems mm-hmm. like, early in that video. Then you get towards a little bit later in that video if you're able to stick around, which I assume not a lot of people were able to do unless yeah. you're Bailey McComas, mm-hmm. uh, who did watch the entire thing, which is fantastic. Billy Tubes is writing the Internet, so he's got to know everything on the Internet. He did get into it with another passenger, and he did talk some heavy shit yes. to the passenger. Mm-hmm. But this is already after an entire 
dramatic scene yeah, had see. taken place. I don't think it affects anybody thinking about OBJ coming to their team at all. No, especially next year. Yeah, I don't think so. I think no. it'll be kind of passed. Yeah. But flight attendants, no, hey, we're, we understand you have a tough job. Mm -hmm. Please, please, we understand. Let's work together here. What would you get the job for? Did you get the job to be, you know, like a, a yellow coat? at an event like mm -hmm. security or did you get the job because you enjoyed flying and enjoyed mm -hmm. hospitality that's a hospitality business there and that is not all not, obviously there's a lot of great flight attendants out there but i would say that the more and more you travel no i haven't been on one of those planes in a long time but last time i was i had to move my mask mm -hmm. from the tip of my nose that's right to the the bridge of my nose yep. while i was dead asleep Flight attendant, two finger shove on my shoulder. Bang, bang, bang. Wake up. What's going on? You know? Can you please move? Mask proper. Thank you. Yeah. Put it up. Good. Thank you. Are you serious? What just happened? That could have been, like, I, I obviously. You held. It appeared as if St. OBJ was maybe potentially yeah. partaking in some of the similar things that I was partaking. Mm -hmm. I react differently than he does. I, I am not sure talking to anybody. I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm trying to get away from everybody yeah. whenever <laughs> that happens. But I was it was at that moment where I was like, I could see how this could be a massive this could be a massive ordeal. If you some walking talking asshole, which exists in our world, dead asleep, doesn't like masks, has mask on, you wake up move up here for proper masking, I could see a person that was asleep could potentially act like an asshole yeah, right some hell. in that moment. And in that moment, the flight attendant's in charge, right, because of position and where we were. So it was that moment that really, for me, made me start viewing things differently about how this is a tough time for everybody, but we're kind of past that time. It feels like now they're taking down, uh, stopping all flights because you can't track it. But I think you could see how OBJ and a badge-heavy flight attendant could get into it if you're a human that has traveled over the last year or so publicly yeah yeah absolutely. absolutely and to your point like that this it does absolutely nothing for teams that want to sign him next year he is still going to be right at the top of a lot of people's list now did he need to call the person a fatso <laughs> and say hey you know enjoy that cheese board you fatso no he probably not but again you know he did he did and <laughs> now he's got to live with the consequences yeah, so. everybody gets pissed i don't know if you've ever been in a situation where everyone has to be removed oh, from one pass everybody is oh. For, it's a nightmare. Uh, you know, that, that pisses everybody off. But to your point, I think it was a bad, badge-heavy uh, flight attendant. The officers didn't even really want to. Yeah, they came back. They said, we, we don't see a problem here. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing wrong. We should take off. Flight yeah. attendant, he's taking his pants off. <laughs> you remember Tokyo? Oh, yes. That was fantastic. We are flying from where to where? We are flying from Tokyo to um, what's the, uh, the military island we have in Japan? South. Uh, Okinawa. 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 That's the entire island? I believe so. Mm -hmm. So fascinating thing, we learned this. So that island does not exist on Russia's map of Japan. Mm. And then we have our map of Japan. There's a Russian military island at the top of Japan that oh. I don't think we show on our map either. Kind of a fascinating little political, mm -hmm. geopolitical game going on over there. Because at Okinawa, that's our... I mean, there's... Locals there, yeah, fishing we, village that we got to see and yeah. meet, and we had a blast with. Yeah. I will say, they don't necessarily love all the Americans, though. From what I've been told, because of a lot of things, they seem to enjoy us. I mean, we were welcome. Were we not? I feel like we were taken care of over there. Is that where you uh, got to drive that fire that 
tank or that fire truck around and all that stuff on that one base. Yeah, yeah, shoot. yeah. Hell yeah. They, no, it was awesome. We had a blast. They loved you. How about the locals, though? Locals loved us, too. Unbelievable. Were you with us at I the... had to stay in one night because I got a little right, under the weather. Yeah, that's called I hung over. I yeah. couldn't hang. Yeah, you were. It was after that Respect. German Shepherd chased us down. That was crazy. We got that dog bite the arm yeah. thing. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. But you remember when we were flying, about ready to take off? Yeah. And I think Costanzo and I were, we were all chatting, and the stewardess came back. Because we're not speaking their language, they're not mm-hmm. speaking ours. It was just like yeah. grandparents used up. to do, button it up. But then she. So she did that? Because I think, I think we had a pretty big pop. We're, I don't know if Chuck was with us the night before that. Chuck was with us a couple of nights, so I don't know what he's going to say and what he's meaning to tell people. <laughs> Chuck certainly had a couple. Wads with us, oh. I will say. And there was some times where I guess he couldn't hang or felt. I think he thought he wasn't supposed to probably be out with us every single night. So he wasn't, which is respectful. <laughs> but we were on that plane. And, uh, yeah, he was, uh, Chuck was with us this night. I mean, let's not, let's not get crazy. Hell I was yeah. very sober here, obviously. The rest mm-hmm. of the guys were very drunk, <laughs> obviously. That is kind of what's going chaperone. on in that particular photo. Um, but, yeah, we are laughing. We are having a good time. And nobody speaks your language over there, if you speak English. They don't even attempt to. It's not even, in our language, is nothing like their language. No. So it is impossible to figure out. And on a plane, you can't really just Google words to right. kind of explain things, especially while you're taking off. So I, I think there was a good laugh happening. I believe there was a good laugh happening. And she, from her seat, gives us a, gives, gives the sign, right? The okay. quiet sign. And we go, okay, you got it. Yep, thank you. So then we sit back, and I think Chuck started saying something. It was about the fish box that we got on that last uh, the flight before the food was literally just a plastic box and just different dead fish on it. Oh. And they brought it into the plane. <laughs> nice. nice. Everybody had one on a plane. Delicious. Think about how bad Sounds that great. thing yeah. had to smell. Oh, oh my, God. my God. It was terrible. So I think Chuck brought that up, like, I wonder if we're going to get the fish box again. And then Costanzo said something, another, <laughs> she gets up. <laughs> like, very demonstrative. Oh. And we go, oh, oh. And then she sits down, and then she stares at us while she's uh, seat She's in front of the Chuck and Costanzo. Yeah. Stares at us the whole time. We take off. Was, was, that, it a, was it a takeoff deal, right? Was that when we also landing deal? Remember? We took back off. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh, no. So going into <laughs> Okinawa, this happened. I don't it, remember a lot of that trip, but no, yeah. This actually, I mean, we fucking were... We're landing. Yeah. And none of our language is up there except for the numbers, the altitude numbers. Mm-hmm. So you see like 30,000, 25,000, 20,000. We're going in for landing. Obviously, you can feel it and you can see where it is. But every other word is Japanese letter. So you don't know what any of the other information is. And so we see that the, the numbers are just going down. And it goes like 10,000, 5,000, 3,000, 1,500, 500. And then fucking we took right back off because the fucking wind was so thing. And mm-hmm. I've never been more interested in what was going on in my life because we can't even ask anybody's question nobody's talking so everybody's dead quiet it's like you're in a very scary situation we learned a lot about life over there but none the less uh you were talking about the flight attendant being badge heavy we were talking about obj potentially being on any team and before that the conversation was if you want out you can get out it seems like at this point of life right anything we saw that with uh harden and in houston that's in the nba obviously but in the nfl you can be who you can afford to be if you're a guy i think you can get out what about grunt did, did the Patriots though? Gronk retired, but then, yeah, well, as soon as he wanted said, to come yeah. back and wanted to go to the Bucks, the Patriots were like, all right, right, fine. And yeah, I think it was like a fifth and a sixth, yeah. Ah, shit. Simple. You can get out, I guess, these days. For it sure. never used to be like that. And I think social media, probably why? 
You think? Because back in the day, you could, can, uh, could control the messaging has. on who Some wanted control. out and who didn't. Now every fan and every person hears who is not happy with everything. Back in the day, you just yeah. remember there was a time where you could murder somebody in Illinois and then just hop in a, on a horse or whatever, I guess, yeah, baby going. in a car, drive to Indiana. Nobody even knew the good old days. that yeah. anybody died. It just That's what What's-His-Face was doing. Bundy. Bundy, literally, just 20 miles down the mm-hmm. road. Yeah. Nobody yeah. had a clue that this dude was the most wanted man in town. Yep. Nope, yeah. out of here. Yeah. See ya. Going to Florida. Those jurisdictions don't talk. Then they had him in jail. Black he jumps out of the courthouse. Out the window, uh-huh. yeah. Leaves, goes to another town. Nobody even had a clue this guy just escaped from a courthouse. That's what it used to be back in the day. Yeah. That's what it used to be. They had to upgrade all their computers and systems. Now nobody has a clue. Or now everybody knows everything about everybody. Yeah. So if somebody's not happy, they're gone. Has, Sean, has anybody asked Sean if he would go back to the Saints? And is it because of his friend who's now the head coach probably? Yeah, Dennis Allen, right, first year. Yeah, I can't see that happening. Him going back and doing that to Dennis. They were together for a long, long time. Spent a lot of time together. So th- there's no way that happens. So that's why what the do you do it? Because Vic Fangio's tied with Sean Payton, right? Right. Yeah. So is he going to Denver? He's going to be. No. That's why if they want a first round pick too, Denver doesn't make any sense. And even like he's Arizona. also the money. Look, they're talking fifteen, twenty million a year for Sean. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of cheese. So I'm what? Thinking about hey. What are you saying about Sean? No, I know about you. No, it sounds like he just cracked that's into what, your... That's what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just saw yeah. your yeah. calculations. Oh, shoot. Build new house and boys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lumber costs right now, yeah. Well, you want a log that's why a lot of people... <laughs> no, but so back there, no. Because he's not going to just fire, you know, Dennis Allen. So no to New Orleans. Denver, the guy has a lot of... The ownership has a lot of money, but Vic Fangio is... So a, if they offer him a big nut... With Fangio? Would Fangio no, go back? No, so then he'll get another one. Yeah, that's why it feels like those other two. And the Broncos don't have a first to trade. The Texans have a lot of steam on the internet because they have two first-round picks the next two years, and they're saying Sean can kind of build it however yeah. he wants. Fourth largest city in America. Yeah. yeah. Die-hard fans. Mm-hmm. How are you going to go to an organization like that? Houston? That's last. He went to New Orleans, right? When <laughs> yeah. the Saints that is the same last thing? on well, him. It should be last. That's that's horrible. He wants com- <laughs> <laughs> he wants complete they're control. They're, 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 they did one and done the last two years, Coach David. Yeah, Cole, why did Coach Cole, Dave get fired? Chewing as, on his as Nick. Casario? Never had a chance. Never had a shot. And then to do, Josh and do, Lovey, do Lovey like that regardless? I mean, that thing is a dumpster fire. They did they get worse this they year. They stunk for sure. They got worse this year. And we got Peps down there. You know, Timmy Bourbon, that you remember on our staff. Burbs down there? Burbs down there coaching tight ends. We love you hate it for all them. Think about all those families that affects. And how many yeah. people are picking up and moving now. That's crazy. I guarantee you everybody's – and there's some there's only, the there's, only thir- there's only 32 of them. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, a young, there's a young first-timer out there that's going to – can't get his name on the damn contract fast enough. But you're saying the coaching community looks at what has happened in Houston and going, what the fuck are I, I, these guys doing? Is that the same thing in here in India, you think, with the Jeff Saturday hire? No. You don't think so? No. Because there's an sure. interim title? It's not like a real thing? They're going to go through the pro- – we'll see what happens at the end. No, but I'm saying do you think coaches – because Sirianni, what, after they beat the Colts? Yeah. Yep. Stood on the bleachers. Oh, uh, shit. On bed. That's what fucking Frank Ryan. Yeah. That's right. Dog. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Hey, 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 hey. boy, though. What's that? It was his boy, though. That was personal. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Hired him in there. But I think I it's mean, not if you listen cl- to the coaching community about. talk about oh. – because remember, Joe Thomas was speaking for the coaching community. Uh-huh. Bill Cower was speaking Egregious. for the coaching community. Everybody was talking for the coaching community about this guy. 
That, he just gets a head coach job. This guy just From gets a head coach. He didn't even do anything. This guy's done nothing in the coaching world. I think they all understand Jim's relationship with Jeff and how much Jim loves Jeff and how that all transpired. Now we're where we're at right now. So they're going to go through the process. We'll see what happens. But you think Houston's going to be tough? You think Houston's going to be a tough Yeah, team? I don't think it's in the same conversation. Just because Jim okay. did what he did, it, it ain't even close to me. That's crazy to hear that. Yeah. 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 We would have never thought of that, right? I would have never thought of that with the coaching community watching. Did you hear what he said? Do you see what they just did to Lovey down yeah. there? Lovey's probably beloved, I would assume, in the coaching community. Because he did what he was supposed to do at the end of that game. Try to win. You sign up for 17 games, and we're going to try to play and win every single game. And not one time has a conversation ever been, hey, look, we need to throw this. We need to you know, overthrow this two-point conversation. You know, we don't want to go to overtime, but overthrow this guy that's wide open end zone because we want the number one overall pick. D, but that's what we always say whenever people say, oh, that team's tanking. It's like players and coaches aren't. Yeah, you can't do it with coaches and players. And obviously, especially on a professional level, players will be able to sniff it out too. Like, hold on. And you see it too. You, but it always happens, I, w- I would say, above the coaching level. You know, they start putting, you know, just young guys in there, seeing what they got with the future. How's that work? Do they tell you, hey, you got to play this guy this game? This guy's not getting this many reps? How would that, that work? Can, that can happen. Really? It's in that, what, week 13, so, like, so, yeah, so right, as soon as you're like... These math- are not experiences like you're, you're in. Math- I'm just talking about in general. Yeah, so if you're mathematically out and it doesn't look like you're getting ready to make a little run, make the postseason, then they start thinking about the future. GM, owner, who's talking to the coach, you think? I think it's everybody. Just a sit-down. I think it's hey, everybody. I think it's this. those you know powers that be, the decision-makers, you know, ownership. Colts. It happened with the Colts this year, Sam Ellinger. It's like they put it in because they wanted to see what they had with him, right? And like even with Sean Payton, like the Texans, they did do that entire thing with Lovey and Coley, but that's why Sean Payton wants a relationship with the owner first and foremost, more so than what the situation is with the current team. That was kind of what he said, or that's what was reported that he wanted. So if we're starting to think this through here, he's going to Arizona. That kind of makes yeah. the most sense. They'll it trade really next year's first. Arizona's where he's headed, but they're trading D Hop. They're trying. He's not going to sure. want to trade D Hop, right? No. D Hop will probably change his mind if Sean Payton's coming. Sure, because Sean, mean, that, John, Sean so. can be selective, right? Well, here's a video. Before we dive into that, here's a video from Sean Payton speaking about Kyler Murray. I think it's a tweet. Do we have it? Yeah, it's a, from the combine that Kyler was in. It's a tweet, Zito. If you can go ahead and search that up, uh, Sean Payton was sitting in the booth with, uh, I think, money. Might have I think been money. so. Yeah. It might have been Matt Money Smith, our guy who wakes up every single morning and surfs. Yeah, that's right. Haven't Beast. been able to lately, but God well, bless the weather over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. God bless everybody over there with the Malibu? weather. Um, he's everywhere. Venice, I think. Didn't he okay. say Venice? Yeah, but he, he'll hit swells all over the coast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just looking for NAR. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all. He's just trying <laughs> so, to shred some out right. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Sean Payton was talking about Kyler Murray. And he was pretty much just going through, like, what he saw in him, his upside, what his downside was. And it led everybody to believe, like, this guy is a fan of Kyler Murray. Now, do you think enough has happened in the regular in the NFL with Kyler Murray for Sean Payton to change his mind? Here's the video from the Combine of Sean Payton said with Rich Eisen in Move the Sticks. Sorry about it, DJ and Rich. Uh, whenever Kyler Murray's name came up in conversation during the Combine coverage here in Indianapolis, Indiana, where hopefully the Combine will remain forever. So the evaluation uh, that everybody's talking about right now, and we're going to maybe see him out there tomorrow or not, is Kyler Murray. And we always, we've been going through really the history clear. of the evaluation of the quarterback position in terms of height. Obviously, you've got a goat that you've been, uh, you've been 
hooked up with since 2006 and Drew Brees. What are your thoughts on Kyler Murray's height and his ability to make the next leap here? Good work, Well, I, I think having seen four games now, just an early exposure in the winter meetings, um, you don't feel uh, that being a deficiency when you watch his play. Um, man, he's explosive. He, he's one of those players that, you know, is as Madden used to say, he was never it. You can't. It's it's so hard to rush him because he can flush to the right, make a play to the left. Uh, do you feel a poise uh, that he plays with? Um, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna throw. Uh, he'll probably wait to till his pro day. But his hand was nine and a half. That was significant. You know, if it was in the eights, that would have been a little concerning. Nine kind of is a threshold for us. And look, his height. I think he's worth five ten change. And uh, his film is too good. You know, ultimate, ultimately, his film, when I say it's too good, and uh, I like him. Okay, so there at the very end, I like him. Mm-hmm. Film, his uh, hand size, his size, his demeanor, everything about him. Sounds like Sean Payton's a fan of him. Do you think there's anything that he has watched maybe over the last couple of years here with him in Arizona that has made him not like him? Or maybe some things have made him like him more. Mm-hmm. Like him getting a little fiery. Maybe fucking Sean Payton, who's known mm-hmm. yeah. right to be right. a little bit of For a fiery sure. guy. Maybe he appreciates that type of thing. Well, and that's what I said yesterday, and I was kind of joking in terms of, like, you know, Kyler being able to kind of have a, a say in who they're going to hire. I think he does need a heart. Because for whatever you want to say about Cliff, like, he is just kind of like the happy-go-lucky, like, I think Kyler needs someone to fucking get in his face and kind of push back and shit like that. And Sean Payton obviously has the the accolades and everything behind it. The so, resume to be the, able to. Exactly. So it's not just coming from, you know, again, no disrespect to Cliff, but it's not coming to, from some guy who went 5-6 and six at Texas Tech and then, you know, never won with the Cardinals. It's coming from a guy who coached one of the best quarterbacks of all time and won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and, you know, has an unbelievable career behind it. Yeah, I think Kyler. Undersized what, quarterback. Kyler, yeah, would, too. Kyler would respect his resume. Absolutely. Which is. Is a massive ordeal. We talk about this whenever coaches come from New England and they go coach somewhere else and they try to be the Patriots. It's like your resume is not Bill Belichick's resume. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick's able to do this because of what his resume is. People will buy in because oh, I can win. Kyler could see that. Kyler would see that, right? And maybe with what Dion said just yesterday, uh, two days ago on the show, Coach Prime said these kids want to be coached. Yeah. These kids want to be told. Now, Kyler Murray. It seems like everybody's opinion is that he does not want to be coach. He does not want to be told anything. But if it's coming from a fucking successful, uh, a successful guy, maybe he does. You yeah. know, that, maybe that's a thing that Kyler Murray needs. And, and to your point, Ty. And players know. And, and Cliff, you know, he's got he got opportunity. Obviously, he earned it. To a lot of players, especially on the in the league, it's like okay, this guy almost got fired up, right? He wasn't. You didn't have this great college resume. You get to the league. Okay, now what? And if you're not producing. That shit gets gets dry real quick. But you come in with Sean Payton with his resume, especially with his resume with a quarterback. Like what Drew Brees did, numbers-wise, efficiency-wise, it was incredible. A lot of people saw this Cliff and um, Kyler kind of being like a marriage made in heaven as far as Kyler's skill set and Cliff's offense. But I, I don't. it's not really NFL offense, if you ask me. And I think Kyler Murray can run any type of NFL offense. Like his film, like what Sean Payton's talking about, when you turn on the film with Kyler Murray and he, the plays that he makes, like his best plays, you can put him next to Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, John Allen, any of these guys with his arms and his legs. So he's got that. I think Sean Payton can put an offense in an organization around Kyler for sure. Every best thing for him, honestly. You got it, Tony? Cardinals is what? Also the one place where Sean Payton can pick his GM? Well, not only pick his own GM, but it sounds like Bidwell, the owner, is like, 
we we need something. Correct. Yeah. You know, we we need Desperate. something here. And if you keep D Hop on that team, if D Hop wants to stay because Sean Payton comes, and Kyler's able to buy into everything, which it sounds like he would be able to, especially yeah. with being able to make the plays that he can see. Sean Payton can just show him Drew Brees plays. Yeah. And then just show him. Yep. This is you're more athletic than this guy, right? Way more athletic. You got a better arm than this guy, right? Think about what we're going to be able to do. I'm going to need you fucking buy in, though. Like, yeah. And Sean Payton's a coach. Naturally, he's a coach. What do you think Sean Payton's thinking of Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals situation as a former coach and maybe somebody that could understand where Sean Payton's coming from? No, absolutely. I mean, he likes him. And that, ha- that hasn't changed. Because as coaches, we feel like we can get the best guy mm-hmm. out of anybody. Oh, that guy's not doing it. Coach regardless of that, regardless of that I've, got a, I've got a process. I've got a formula. Okay, Because if I'm Kyler... And I have input. They're listening to me. Hey, go get that dude, because it's instant credibility. It brings stability to that organization. That's what they need right now. They need they need a face of the franchise right now that can bring a ton of credibility back. All the stuff that they've been through, everything that happened this year down there, um, and he'll make he'll he'll he's done great with Drew Brees. He'll do the same with Kyler Murray. It's instant credibility. It's not hard to get guys to buy in. Phoenix like when Doug Peterson Doug yes. Peterson oh, walked into Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah he said warm is? weather, yep. quarterback. Feet, like Arizona. I mean, he saw that house. You know, Cliff, <laughs> Cliff was yeah. in feet up. Ferragamos, no socks. Glass for days. Camelback Mountain. Done good, Cliff. Third overall pick. Like, he can do so much with that where he's even setting up for, you know, next year. Like, what if he decides, you know what, we're at three, but we already have a quarterback. We can probably move back to six, get next year's first. What about their facilities and shit? There's the house. His house is much nicer than the facility. Right, well, Sean, <laughs> we've seen the yeah. the house is gorgeous. I mean, there's Camelback Mountain in the back there. Oh, obviously, yeah. every TV on the fireplace in the middle of the foyer. I mean, this is an incredible home. Yes, might be up for sale soon. Probably, Cliff would like to talk. talk. Yeah, <laughs> would like to talk, talk about shop. this house right here, That's pal. Cool, but a guy like Sean can go in and say address all that facility wise because it's a little bit of an arms race. You can overpay free agency. To get guys, Phoenix is a sell though. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. But Easy. he can also go to Bidwell and say, "Hey, we need this, this, and this." Every head coach gets that. Like when I got the job here, we walked through that facility. First time we met in the weight room, we were walking the facility. I saw that hot tub. That was like a square, mm-hmm. or the cold tub, whatever that thing was. It was it was the size of this of this cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "So, how many how many players can we get in this thing at one time, and how many want to actually get in there with somebody else?" So we got a new hot tub. So they they're up for that. They no, said, so "What you, do we need?" So to that do? is part of coaches. Absolutely, going. Okay. We need the weight room needs to you know massive upgrade. When you came, by the way, you should be proud of that. Honestly. Boy, Chuck, it was bad when Peyton and them were playing. Yeah. When that era, I was in there. Those facilities were crazy. Bottom. That's where you just got you got, but you got players. That's you why they Peyton, raised taxes. And you had all those, you had all those dogs, and you were just better than everybody else. <laughs> so that that didn't matter. I had an indoor facility, so I guess we are. You know, that's sure. good news. Right. No but, bubble. But with the exactly, but with the wind in Indiana, it's windy every day here. Yeah, yeah. you kind of have to. Would it. not be able to do anything if you didn't have a bubble or an indoor practice facility. So they had that, but like our locker room was, I mean. I was at West Virginia. One of my first couple of years at West Virginia, we hadn't won an FCS or, or a BCS and hadn't done really anything in prominence in a while in the football world. So it was old school too, like very old school. And then my last year, they had all the upgrades in from everything that Pat White and Steve Slayton won for 
the building, oh, yeah. and it was like really nice and awesome. And then you get the Colts, and it's like, oh, well, I just went back to like the yeah. when I was like a freshman at West Virginia mm-hmm. here with the way the building is set up, and you don't have to have as many because it's not as big as college. So I was very confused about, oh, this is the NFL, you know, we're we're eating over here, and D, the chef was fantastic. He made us incredible. F- I mean, the food was fantastic, but mm-hmm. when you talk about the locker room and facilities and everything like that, I did not expect it to be what it was. That all changed, you know, and not all of it, obviously, because they had to do uh, some construction stuff. You should take some more pride in that, I think. That's a big deal. You made the building better. made the building a lot better. I didn't know that was the coaches. I assumed that was somebody else. Well, that's Jim's generosity, too, saying, what what do we need? Okay. He wants to support us. Did you hear about that little golf course that's around the uh, building when it came in? Go ahead and ask the backstory about that. (laughs) I was was there for that. That That was a wild scene. That was an awesome situation. <laughs> Everyone was. Who right was it? Who? What Pete Dye. Yeah, Pete Dye. Yeah, yep. Jim Irsay had Pete Dye. Rest in peace. Well, re- certainly rest in Pete peace. Pete Dye died. He did. He did. Great golf course. I almost yeah. killed him. Literally, almost hit him in the head with a ball <laughs> on his course that he designed outside the Indianapolis Colts facility. Was that when they had the pro am? There was an island. Count, they brought him over to play. Yeah, they brought you a couple. and Vinny played, right? Yeah, me, Vinny, Ryan Kelly. I think Luck was out there as well. And there's like a, an actual five-hole par three out there. A couple different greens. The greens, obviously, are holes for multiple different tee boxes. Immaculate. Pete Dye designed it. This yeah. is outside the Colts facility. It's awesome. It is unbelievable how nice it is. We're gorgeous. Prepped and maintained every single day, Troy and the boys. And our grass field, <laughs> not so much, but that thing, <laughs> pristine. Well, so to echo <laughs> your point right there. So when that was all getting done, it was a big deal. I think it was for first tee is what Jim Irsay uh, inevitably came out and said. It was to help more people be able to golf because he's going to give away time on the course and everything like that. But there was a lot of facilities in the Colts facility that were not like, hey, that $4 million, whatever, what, however many million dollars you spent out there, that would have been sweet to potentially put into here. And I wonder if that message just wasn't getting to Jim, like if people were just telling him all is good and they were winning, so like we don't need to touch anything. But the immediacy of the – of the flip, it felt like with the new regime, it felt like there was a lot of new shit in there like almost every single month. So I think you should take pride in that. That golf course, though, I don't think you saw any players on that course until that pro-am happened. Ah, there was a uh, never little, saw one ball hit. Not a one, yeah. There was a conversation in that locker room that was like, uh, I won't say the names are in a combo. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was like 15 of the guys on the team that people, if they were to speak, would listen to. They go, we, we don't play golf on that fucking multi-million dollar golf course. Okay. <laughs> We're here to work, and these facilities will get them better, too, or something like that. And it's like, new assistants. all right, nobody's golfing out there. <laughs> new assistants would come in and say, hey, can we? I say, yeah, go ahead. Go tee off and get caught on that course, see what happens. <laughs> well, now the building's nice. They, people should feel comfortable doing it, I think. They've yeah. changed it all over there. Yeah. Well, they're you see not how nice it is over there now? Very, very yeah, that, nice. It's got nicer Every year, I feel like, even where they do camp. Beautiful. Too nice, to, I would say. to your point, like when I'm out, <laughs> Frank comes in. So you go see Frank's new office. So doesn't look anything brand new. Mm-hmm. Hot tub, steam, sauna. Oh, wow. Jeff Saturday wow. living. They redo yeah. the kitchen, the, uh, you know, the indoor. Everything. Everything. The training room is so fucking got two stories. It's nice. The Colts are fucking doing it. That's why Jim's got to be even more mad. I'm the brother. I didn't have to spend a dollar. I built a golf course because I had too much money to spend on a building and nobody wanted any upgrades. Then all of a sudden we start upgrading. They said, we don't win at all. Got a two-story training room. They tell me it's the nicest in the world. I don't know. I haven't seen everybody else's. It is nice. 
We can't win a game. Not helping. Think about Jim, how mad he has to be. I'm paying everybody at every position. Can't fucking win. Yeah. Now there's a conversation happening that Derek Carr is going to be traded mm-hmm. from the Las Vegas Raiders. So whenever you think about a quarterback being traded that has a massive cash tag next to him, in this particular case, uh, I believe it's like 40 no, 34. $34 million cap hit, yeah. 40-some, here it is. If a team were to trade for Derek Carr, here's what it would owe him on his current deal. In 2023, $32.9 million base salary plus $100,000 workout bonus is a $33 million cap hit. 2024, $41.9 million, $100,000 work, uh, workout bonus, $42 million cap hit. Uh, 2025, $41.2 million base salary plus $100,000 workout bonus, $41.9 million. $3 million cap. That's a lot of fucking money. And whenever you think about a veteran quarterback who hasn't had success at the team that he is currently at, and he's worth a lot of money and he's already in a contract, you think to yourself, there's no way anybody's going to want to pick up that contract. They're going to want to renegotiate another one, maybe make it a prove-it deal. But recent history has told us that that is not necessarily the case. Indianapolis Colts have spent $700 million on quarterbacks that have not worked out the last three years. Yeah. Phil Rivers, he has a pretty good year. He retires. Carson Wentz, he forgot how to play football most of the time. Had some great plays, but he was a fucking nightmare most days to watch from a cardiac situation because he would give the ball to the other team just as much as he would score. He was fascinating. He's gone after one year. And then you bring in Matt Ryan, and obviously he's an astronaut. He's a Navy SEAL. He's a man who won it out of Atlanta. He was an MVP type player just a few years back, half a decade back, whatever the case, he was not the answer for the Indianapolis Colts. So you think about these massive cash tags next to an old quarterback who has not necessarily played their best football or had success, and you think to yourself, there's no way anybody would trade for it. We're here to tell you that it has happened. Oh, yeah. Connor fought pretty hard this morning to remind me of that case. Tooth and nail. Because I thought to myself, There's no way anybody is going to trade for that contract by February 15th. There's an entire draft cycle that has to come through. There's a free agency cycle that has to come through. There's no way any team is going to pick up that contract February 15th, which is the date in which we all assume the Raiders are going to make a decision because if they cut him from the team, they only owe him like $5 million or something next year. That seems like the logical move, but today they're saying that they're going to try to trade him. Obviously, that would be the first step, and I assume nobody's going to pick him up. Connor, you reminded me, there's bad decisions made all the time. Every single offseason, there's bad decisions made, and we all thought, you know, absolutely not. This is not a good deal for whoever wants to pick it up. And if you were to ask this room if someone should trade for him, obviously no. But when you look at maybe a Jared Goff-type contract, I feel like that's what you can compare it to. Like, hey, can we get Derek Carr and can he do what Jared Goff did for the Lions? And I think some teams, Panthers, who have the nine overall pick, maybe that might be too late to get a quarterback and if they don't want to trade up. Maybe they do it. Saints, who don't have a first-round pick, maybe they want to. Tom Brady leaves Tampa Bay is... Are the Bucks just going to go with Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask? Or maybe they also think, hey, Derek Carr could probably come in A lot in of here. weapons. A lot of weapons. He can probably come in here and do a job good enough where we're still competitive, could go to the playoffs. I just have zero faith in all 32 teams doing the right thing. Obviously, there's probably only four or five teams that are going to be looking into Derek Carr. And I just assume, based on previous, you know, situations in the NFL with the ones you listed, with some of the other Pretty bad quarterbacks I mean, who have good contracts. You talk about Baker, Darnold, Goff, yep. Carson, Tannehill. Matt Ryan, yeah. Tannehill. Like, he, like he's a Tannehill contract guy. 
Like, if you're looking at it from that type of tier, it's like $33 million's a lot, and that would be a one-year deal, basically, because I think the dead cap is again, yeah. $2 million after next year. So $33 million for a guy who's a vet who maybe you have a young team, and this is the Panther situation, kind of, where he can come in for a year and it's basically another prove-it deal. Uh, $220 million you know, cap space next year probably is what they're estimating. $33 million for a quarterback isn't that terrible. I just un- am under the you know impression that yeah, a team will spend a third round pick, fourth round pick to get Derek Carr and just eat that salary for a year. I think it's a good assumption. Now that that's coming up quick though. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. February fifteenth is coming up very mm-hmm. very yeah. quick. Well, and all those teams have a lot of decisions to make. Yeah, because they don't even have a head coach in Carolina. Exactly. That's crazy. Steve Wilkes, I assume, would try to get that job or should mm-hmm. get that job because the entire team bought in around him. What do you think about that, Chuck? I think he did great. Don't I you? He did a great job. Yeah, certainly deserving. Of that, of that opportunity. How's that process go? You think the because what is Lombardi will join us in about an hour and ten minutes? Michael Lombardi, you had to hire a coach before. And don't they say you get elected? Yeah. Another mm-hmm. thing, you yeah. get elected, not elected, not selected. Selected, yeah, or something like that. It's almost like a popularity vote on who becomes the head coach of some teams at some programs. Not everywhere, obviously. Steve Wilkes would have to be pretty high up on the popularity vote down there in Carolina as well, probably with the fans and the locker room. Yeah, if ownership listens to players. Those guys march in and they start beating the drum for them. Hey, this is our guy, this is our guy, this is our guy. They can do it. So what about fans? That, that doesn't matter. Ah, Tepper filed bankruptcy. Well, he don't care. The court of public opinion, they, they hear it all. Those guys hear it all. But the ones that are, you know, believe in what they believe in, they'll block that out and go with who they think is the best, you know, guy for the job. I mean, look at, look at how the Raiders went with Rich a year ago. They were all wanting Rich, right? Oh, yeah. They went to the Everybody playoffs was, with Rich. Yeah. And hey, then look at was really – He was I awesome. you forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. They took him to the playoffs. And Will Compton tell us he wrote handwritten letters to every single player after the season? Yeah, and then his daughter, I think, released a video of him doing that. Yeah. I think that's what yep. he was doing. His that's daughter released a video, and he was not happy about it. Even my daughter. And, <laughs> yeah. And the way he talks to everything. So, so Mark Davis had different thoughts. But if you look at the play – Miami – they're going to the playoffs, right? They're going to Buffalo. And they're starting Skyler Thompson. Yeah. Tua, you don't know what's going to happen to Tua if he's ever going to play again. Teddy Bridgewater, they don't need a quarterback. You don't think they'd look at – somebody's going to do it, to Connor's point. Oh, and McDaniel, Derek Carr, perfect for us. Yeah. Hey, all you got to do is just get to a spot. Yeah. Right, throw it. Yeah, Carr can do that. Carr can sling it a bit. Yeah, get the ball in you know the hands of decision making though. I guess right. Isn't that For kind sure. of a question every once in a while? Yeah, I mean, you can throw the fuck out of the ball. Yeah, it's decision yeah. making. Yeah. But if it's your scheme, right? All it? placement. Yeah, all placement is big. Tua, Tua. The thing about Tua, he great timing and, and very good intermediate accuracy. Um, Derek Carr, definitely a lot of room to improve there. But to Connor's point. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's going to – it's such a quarterback-needy league and a quarterback-driven league at the same time. So Dolphins. Yeah. So All right, let's look around. Let's look around. February 15th is when we assume this has to happen mm-hmm. because yep. of the $5 million thing with the Raiders. They're probably going to cut him by then. Connor, you're in as a yes, he will get traded. Yeah, I'm in a, the yes camp. Connor, yes. Not Dolphins, though. You gave quite a good – like if this was a, like a trial, Yeah. you laid out a great argument. Well, it's just good examples, good comps. We think much differently. The whole thing about salary car. Yeah, salary cap. It was a fucking. It's actually very eloquent. Very eloquent, actually. It was unbelievable. Yeah, but again, I wouldn't. And by the way, he did that to me earlier this morning. Whenever I said, (laughs) "Nobody's fucking trading for Derek Carr right now with that much money," Connor. 
<laughs> Patty. And then that whole thing just happened. Mm-hmm. You laid it out even better the second time. You got me? Somebody's trade. I'm, I'm going to vote. We have too much faith in, you know, c- these organizations making good decisions. Like, there is. We wouldn't touch But we don't know if it's car. a good decision until it happens, right? Every decision exactly. could be a good decision. Yeah. We have no idea. But we wouldn't touch Derek Carr with a 10-foot pole. I think that is our. Um, You'd rather, would you rather have him or Mac? Uh, I'd rather have Jimmy G. That wasn't the question. And that's who the Dolphins are going to get, by the way. McDaniel, reunion, Jimmy G. Perfect. Ooh, Good call. Offense. Miami, Tom Brady Miami. going to the Raiders. Tom Boom. Brady. Josh Raiders. McDaniels, reunion. Brady. Bang. Derek Carr to the Bucks. That's simple. Reunion with I like it. the warm weather. Byron Leftwich. Boom. You know, they, Bang. They love each other. Powell. Tall Bowles. Byron may get a job, though. By who? What position? A head coach? Yeah. He's on short list. Really? Yeah. Last Good for Byron for a yeah. player. Let's yeah. go. For sure. They're talking offense about, was explosive this year, too. They're talking about Gerard Mayo. Pats as well. well. Listen, if people were getting jobs because they hung out with Sean McVay for a half a day, yeah. I'd assume offense coordinators who are working with Tom Brady are going to potentially sure. get an opportunity to get a shot out there. And how about those guys, too? Zach Taylor and Kevin O'Connell. It's like the guys who hung out with Sean McVay for a day, actually. Cliff Kingsbury was also in that realm. Yeah. So he has been fired, but he did get an extension. He's paid for the next five years or whatever, living well. But Kevin O'Connell is – we don't talk, nobody talks about Kevin O'Connell. No. This is his first year. Yeah. This is his fucking first year. Same team. And they just – he won 13 games. He only won 13 games. Yeah, why, why talk about it? They're going to get better. Games, yeah, a lot of close games, and that that may be the the thing that can hurt, like a even a Basaccia last year or Steve Wilkes this year. Yeah. Cause a lot of these owners, you see the kind of the blueprint with McVeigh. Like you want to get like one of these, like Ben Johnson, great, great name going around. You want to get one of these savvy offensive yeah. guys, get them with a quarterback, because that way, if you get a head coach that's an offensive guy, that guy's going to be with that quarterback, you know, for however long you want him to ownership. If you go the other way around, let's say you go defensive or special teams at the top, you get a nice offensive coordinator. He has a couple good years. He's out of there. Like Ben Johnson already, everybody wants him to be a head coach. One year he had with with, um, Jared Goff in that offense. So that may hurt, like, the special teams, the defensive guys. But Steve Wilkes having that team buy-in like he did after trading away C-Mac, trading away Robbie Anderson and still fighting, playing meaningful games in December and January, that was – Great, I think, great coaching job. So your point, D. Butts, do, do people pause now because of what happened in Denver with Hackett? Because that doesn't guarantee well, it So I mean, some people yeah, might, yeah. I mean, Hackett you're trying to find a needle in the haystack sometimes though. to me with yeah, that. I think if you watched it, Hackett wasn't called it was, uh, I, I, zone, but. yeah, it was rust, man. Like between the ears, it was rust. You obviously got I'm just saying like, too, but. like ownership going yeah. back and saying, yeah. okay, we were on this offensive, you know, quarterback whisperer. Mm-hmm. Because of Sean McVay, and then everybody's looking for the next Sean, next, next Sean, yeah. next Sean. I don't know. Well, Kevin O'Connell might be, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And uh, Zach Taylor seemingly has it with uh, Joe Burrow, but there's a lot of fails in that. Yeah, absolutely. That what that brings though to um, kind of just add on to everything you just laid out perfectly there. Brandon Staley said we're going to play an exciting brand of football. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you're an owner. <laughs> And you're hiring, too. Mm-hmm. And to your point about them getting hired away and getting taken away. Ben Johnson, I mean, I didn't even know this guy existed until no. MCDC mentioned his name this year when he was talking about, is he going to give up play-calling duties? I really liked him, man, whatever he said. Exactly. And he said, Ben wants it, too. It's going to be a fight. We kind of learned about this guy. He has an incredible year. Mm-hmm. A lot of fourth-and-one creative design calls and got the team obviously rolling towards the end there. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be gone. So now they got to find yeah. another one of those. It, and that's like the owner's like, oh, I want an exciting brand of football. I want to be able to keep that because that's good business. 
I don't know if it's necessarily going to win you a Super Bowl, though, because I think, like, Niners Yep. right now, mm-hmm. the Niners are a fucking old-school football team. Yeah, complete Shanahan. team. Shanahan's completely different than McVay, but he's still kind of in that younger coach generation. Yeah, yeah. offensive. Uh, Same trick. DA, he, when he won with Brady, obviously offensive. What Kansas City Andy Reid has been doing with Mahomes, offensive guy. So, it's t- I mean, Belichick. Eagles right down, Sirianni. So, I mean, who obviously wins? got to get a good fucking player. McDermott's too. a defense. Oh, yeah, McDermott. McDermott. But set to your point, same deal. Like, there's a good – Ken Dorsey. Gone. Ken Dorsey, yeah. Dable yeah, just got Dayball. a head coaching job. Ken Dorsey's probably going to – he might be gone in the next one to two years. Now you have Josh Allen on his third coordinator yes. in, mm-hmm. what, three years as a MVP caliber quarterback. Right. So, yeah. Connor Campbell just mentioned something. Yeah, that's what the Colts need. They need Ken Dorsey. The guy today. that's fucking freaking out when something <laughs> doesn't work. Uh-huh. Can't be doing that in front of the team, obviously, but I like that type of passion. Love it. Yeah. Need that in the building. Yeah. Very nice building. Could get nicer. Whatever moves you want to make with the mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts practice facilities to all the coaches out there. Chuck brought in a couple of tubs, changed some things. Frank Wright came in sure, and we'll built on tax. a train. We'll, we'll pay the taxes on that. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. I, if I have to. Doug. Come on. What? Delivery. What do you mean? Yes. We are excited to help out. So our team be good. Absolutely. If they're good, take my fucking taxes. I don't mind at all. But if they're bad, that's when I start to have a gripe with the team. Remember, there's a volleyball tournament happening. AFC right. Championship mm-hmm. weekend. <laughs> Jacked up. Lucas By the way, that's official. I'm not even going to watch the game. Atlanta will be the home of the neutral site AFC Championship game if it is to be played between the Bills and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I think Bengals fans are getting real pissed off that we're even chatting about it because they're like, they're just acting like this is the thing. We're not acting like no. that. This is just news that is happening because of everything that took place. The Atlanta Mercedes-Benz Stadium, mm-hmm. which is built for the year 2070, yeah. maybe. Looks like a fucking alien spaceship. At the top of it, just a little sphincter that opens up. Yep. That's right. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous stadium. Beautiful. Phenomenal stadium. Mm-hmm. Can't say it enough how nice it is. Will host the neutral site AFC Championship yeah. game. Good spot. A lot of easy flights to, to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. For sure. Being a hub for Delta? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think, yep. And America? I was going to say, I, I know it's the, busy, I think it's the busiest airport it's in America. Delta hub for sure. But it probably hubs a bunch of other things. Flights to Atlanta are easy. That's why they host so many things. It's mm-hmm. like very easy to get to because mm-hmm. how big their airport is. They do it right there. The city's ready, hotel-wise, for basically everything. Yep. And uh, it's a beautiful stadium. So they will host the AFC Championship if it is to be that way, even though we are not saying that is going to be the case. No. Bengals could easily make it. We love the Bengals. Oh, yeah. The Bengals are the Chiefs kryptonite. It's the world's largest Facts. airline hub uh, in America. Boom. World's largest <laughs> airline hub. Sorry, world's largest <laughs> airline hub and is considered the first mega hub in America. Okay. That is a big fucking airport. Mega hub. Yeah. Mega. All right, let's get to a break. Take a couple trains in there. We got a mega convo coming up on the other side. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say commie. Hey, Jay. Whoa. Well, yeah. If anyone's commie here, it's you. I'm not commie. Why is he a commie? Boston commie? You kidding me? Well, there was oh, that clip of him yeah. saying, Why? I love China. Because I've been to China and walked the Great Wall. Sorry, I'm cultured. <laughs> I've been to the Forbidden City You want to talk about heritage Yeah, don't talk to me about China heritage <laughs> McGee was awesome Oh my god Legend That ring 
That's, that's a marvel. That was sweet. Yeah. It's a marvel ring. He's awesome. It's the Infinity Gauntlet. His daughter got for him. Him and Marty <laughs> asking us directly our thoughts on rednecks as a whole. Yeah. It's kind of funny. What do you guys think about rednecks as a whole? You know, people like me. Just trying to, Marty's trying to feel out. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are we doing? Am I, am I in enemy territory here? Yeah. Absolutely not. Are they no, making never. fun of me? Marty, we fucking love you, dude. Never yeah. met a person like him. Who's a college football national champion? Right. A Super Bowl champion. Right. A Ryder Cup champion. Right. A COVID survivor. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, father of 10, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! Oh! A.J., how you doing, pal? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Well, uh, fantastic now that I can say this to you. Congratulations on being a part of a segment on Jimmy Kimmel Show. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Woo! That's a great clip. Great great little, short little clip. I was not sure what to expect when I first clicked on that, but credit to them for finding it. Yeah, shout out. The unintentional. You exactly? Huh? Can you repeat exactly what you said? Well, it was unintentional, so. Yeah. yeah. Nobody can I love hold. how they think, they think it's unintentional. What do you mean? What? Hmm? Well, you didn't mean anything like by it. You weren't trying to. to I concur. Up. Thank you. Yes, that's not exactly. what you sounded like their, you were saying. You didn't say like okay, they're going to yeah, dump semen hey. all over your faces. You didn't say that. Hey, whoa. Jeez. What? Is everything okay? What, this, we're, that's what, how long have you been on the show? This is 30 seconds in? 30 seconds. God. Is so you asked me about it. You asked me, do you want an answer or not? <laughs> <laughs> Great to deal? see you, AJ. We're living a very dumb life. Obviously, we'll continue to do as such. Chuck has been here today. He's been a great great person for us to ask all these coaching hire conversations. There's something that just came out on the internet here as of the last, I don't know, 10 minutes is when I saw it, I guess, because we just took a break. I could see it. I think it's from today. Sean Payton's talking to Colin Cowherd on The Herd on Fox, and he's talking about what he would want to do if he was Kyler Murray's coach. He gives an incredible incredibly oh. detailed answer about doing research on him and studying film. If you look back at this game against Dallas, he was doing this. They, or against the Patriots, they ran a two-gap. He said where they kept him in the pocket. He wasn't able to be able to do whatever. He, like, broke down everything he said. They keep asking him to be a Top Gun pilot and fly that mission underneath a bridge, up over a thing, go all the mm-hmm. way down, and then flip it upside down and go. This is what Sean Payton's telling Colin Coward. I think what we need to be doing is just have him fly over Kansas. Just mm-hmm. have him flying over Iowa. Let's make it a lot easier for this guy. Let's make his life not have to be every single play. Kyler Murray has to save the team. Let's make it a lot. So it sounded like Sean Payton was passionately speaking about Kyler and for Kyler. So now it is obviously at a scorching red hot point Sean Payton's going to the Cardinals sounds like he's already the coach of the Cardinals AJ and I don't know when that video is from if that's from today or from previously but Sean Payton is on record now numerous times talking about how fucking awesome Kyler Murray is I guess he said it in week three but he said that week three he said the combine he put him over Sean Payton the coach of the fucking Cardinals all of a sudden AJ I mean, it seems to be without even uh, interviewing yet, right? I, I would imagine Bidwell, the owner, has to love hearing these comments. But I would think, too, Sean Payton, like I've been around him a decent amount. The guy, obviously, offensive genius. I'm sure he sees Kyler's like physical attributes mm-hmm. and everything he can do and his arm, how he can sling and he has a quick release. And he just envisions like a thousand different plays. Hey, this is what I can do with this guy. And he just gets excited. So maybe he is. Congrats, congrats, Sean. Hopefully you love it out there. Well, and congrats to Kyler. I mean, Phoenix yeah, is a yeah. beautiful place if this is already signed, sealed, delivered, which it seemingly is. Sean, know, though, he comes, you know, he comes from the Bill Parcells tree, so Sean does not mess around. Like, he is 
discipline, like you're doing everything right, you're running full speed in practice, like he's good with, about that. Darius, uh, what did you say in the first hour about that whole situation with the whole what Kyler probably wants or needs or doesn't in the whole thing? Well, what we I about? think uh, a couple people said that's, that's what he needs. He needs somewhat of a hard ass. But more than that is he can – got to coach on a professional level with, with intellect and intelligence, and that's what he's coming with in this respect that he's a championship level, his numbers, all these record-breaking numbers. So to A.J.'s point, he definitely got a 1,000 plays already – drawn up on a napkin when you see Kyler and what, he's, what he can do physically. And Chuck, you said something along the lines of like, Sean Payton and most coaches think like, I can get him. You know, like they, they weren't able to do it. Let me get my hands on him. I got it. They, yeah. This is kind of the new thing about like free agents, not free agents, I guess players that get traded mid-season. Like, oh, they're a problem in that, in that organization. But mm-hmm. they come into our culture we're good. Chuck, you basically said that there's coaches that think like that immediately. Like, well, if he, if I was coaching him, I obviously wouldn't have allowed him to do this. We would have set him up to do this, which would have made him believe me a little bit more than this. Like, that is everybody that is the coaching ranks. That's the ego, I think. And that's kind of the, the mantra almost of a coach. I think maybe not to the point to where, like you're saying, you know, negative stuff about, okay, Cliff and the old staff and what they did. Okay, these are the things they did with them that were really good. And then these things where we're talking about the, the Top Gun mission and, you know, whatever. It's not bad, That's right. what we're not going to that, – that doesn't fit this kid. But it's more I can get out of this kid. I can build a relationship with him. Okay, I can build trust with this guy. I can hold him accountable. I'm going to teach him, to your point. I'm not going to MF this kid and go in there loud. I'm, I'm a teacher. Okay, you've seen what I've done. My resume speaks for itself. So I can get the best out of Kyla Murray. And I've got a, I've got a bunch of tape that I can look at and say, this ain't working for him. But this is, and what we've done in the past will work, and I can get I can get out of this kid. The Sean Payton clip from the herd is yeah him. It's that sounds unbelievable. It's deep. It's like I watch film. If you go back and watch, like has he been planting little? Huh. Uh, it looks like that place is maybe <laughs> I know, you know what I mean. Like oh, yeah. is this is this actually quite calculated and cerebral? Yeah. yeah. Well, you could probably you probably I mean if you have any kind of like forethought too, what week ten or so, it's probably like okay, there's a good chance Kingsbury's getting fired. Like I, I could probably. He start. just signed an extension too. Yeah, and there, there was a report. Remember back in the day, or uh, however many weeks ago, that the Raiders weren't able to fire McDaniel's because they didn't have enough money to do so. Yes, Bidwell's got cash, right? Doesn't he, AJ? This guy's got. He's, he flies his plane all over the place. He's the second generation, right? His dad yeah. is the one who bought mm-hmm. the team, correct? I think so. Charles. I don't know. Where they make their money from? Real estate? Is it? I don't know. How much money they got? Tone, tone on it. Yeah, here we go, Tony. I love looking up fucking net worths. I mean, it's got to be two to three at least. Who knows how accurate they are? I feel like with NFL owners, are more accurate, probably because it's more on the record. Yeah. yeah. His grandfather was the one who bought the team in 1933 when they were the Chicago Cardinals. Third generation. Wow. Okay. wow. That's pretty sweet. Arizona is a great situation too. Like he can probably go in and either pick his GM or also be the GM. Like if he really wanted to do that. Zidi yeah. said early reports of 1.4 billion. He doesn't have as much cake as a lot of other people. No. Yeah, he's but he has doing- whatever. Whatever the team's worth, though, counts in his net worth usually. Yeah, but I'm talking about for using money here, you know, to like build. How much, how much disposable cash do you have? Yeah, out, how, how rich are you outside of the team? That's the question. Those That's facilities, I brought it up earlier to Chuck, and we kind of ended up talking about something completely different. But those facilities from watching Hard Knocks? Not great. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, should but be to better. Get, to get Sean, he can go in and ask, right? But that, does he have the cash to do it? Sounds like he does, right? I well, I don't know if that was – Zeke just pulled it up on here. I don't know if it was real, but it said something uh, along the lines of him being – yeah, 10 porous owners. I remember where he got – he was – That's literally the first article. The, okay, so this goes right to what we're speaking of here. <laughs> Who's Off the poorest NFL owner? Yeah, that's where they got their money. 
They're in a mafia? Fucking Capone. Yeah. yeah. I remember when we first talked about Bidwell, there was a lot of, hey, you guys look into where the Bidwells got their f- funds or no? What's going on? Really? Uh, he was, as a businessman, he was, uh, I mean, he, he had a blue shirt, Charlie. So, yeah, I mean, he, he was. He was yeah, he, he was icing people. <laughs> the grandfather. You don't get a nickname like fucking Blue Shirt Charlie and not know fucking uh, you need to, where you, the bodies are, okay? Something had to happen. Oh, you got to call Blue Shirt Charlie. Mm-hmm. He'll get you in, in a conversation. Sean just what? pulled his name out. Sean Payton? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, no, maybe no. I don't go there. No. Um, <laughs> the, um, <clears throat> the conversation, though, about the free cash is a worthy one because the Broncos are available yeah. and they have the richest owner. Mm-hmm. So, article right there about Bidwell. Poorest NFL owners. We know who the richest is. Also looking they for a coach, it. and there's no cap for how much you can pay. They got it. You can pay a head coach. They What's that? It. They just paid. Just gave Kyler that money early. You just yeah, paid a coach in a GM ten months, and then let him go. They are. Right, okay. Are they trying to trade D Hop because of the money, or do you think it's? Uh, That's probably D Hop just stirring it up because he wants more money because the, the market has went changed, nuts sir. since he's pl- uh, signed his deal. So he doesn't want to be. A, I'm sure he still sees himself as a top five guy. Um, so he doesn't want. He's probably who knows. This where. is not part of that conversation. Kind of it is, but no. Christian Kirk was worth every cent that he right. made this year. If you win, everybody that you're paying is worth everything that you paid him. Yep. All the J- guys. I got Jerry there. Jones said, and obviously. <laughs> <laughs> going it's going on over there or something also but jerry jones said everything that's ever been worth it people have told me i overpaid for or something like that mm-hmm. i forget exactly how he laid it out but like at the time when you pay some you have no idea you have no clue if this is going to be good or not and that could be anything yeah. so if you win like christian kirk has been not only incredibly productive for them, but they're winning, too. Yes, right. And they're in the playoffs. So it's cool. Whatever happens, happens. Once you start losing, though, that's when every decision comes into question. And that's kind of the NFL as a whole, I guess, AJ. Yeah, it is. I wonder, though, with the fact that they gave the GM and the head coach an extension this offseason, and now they're both gone, does they that make them so. less likely to be able to go out there and hire and try to throw $18 million a year at Sean Payton? Is that real? Raiders – couldn't fire Josh McDaniels because they don't have enough money, you think? You've worked in a Raiders organization, right? Yeah, I mean, they got the Gruden thing still. You know, whatever they paid him. And, and supposedly him. gave, you know, Josh 70. And that organization, <laughs> Mr. Davis, when I was there, Mr. Davis, you know, was still alive. They weren't an organization that had a lot of, lot of cash. That was turning profit. Yeah, and the Gruden thing is still up in the air, right, because they, could, they fired him with cause. I was so. going to say, I think they got out of it because they fired yeah. him for cause. Yeah, and now there's the, the lawsuit. He's coming back. And they're paying that other, that other staff, and he'd have to pay another staff. And all these guys at Arizona. Jeez. But if they get Sean, you know, maybe he fixes D-Hop too. D-Hop maybe you get a guy like that, keep that guy around. Yeah, they don't have money to. They don't have the money to fire him," said Plaschke, who called the Raiders cash poor. He'll be the coach this year and next year. McDaniel signed a four-year contract with the Raiders this offseason. As most head coaching contracts do, McDaniel's deal includes a buyout, which would have to be activated in order to fire him. While the precise cost of the buyout is not clear, Plaschke indicates it's far too steep for the Raiders to afford. Okay, so that was being reported by Plaschke. Yeah. We know who Plaschke is, right? Oh, yeah. Bill, 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 Bill Plaschke. Plaschke. Yeah. Around the Horn legend. Okay. I think that's where he said it, too, was on Around the Horn. Probably. So I don't think he, like, actually reported it in a paper. I think it was just a comment on Around the Horn. That Did he got- get points? Uh, I would assume, assume reality, 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 reality him up for that. Slam the button. <laughs> fucking reality. Uh, I do not know him at all. I do not know Tony Reality. I've never met him. I don't think we've had any interactions. 
I'd like to let him know. I appreciate his contributions to sports media. Hell yeah. Thank, Thank you, Bazon. He's been doing that show. Long time. Long years. time. Long time. 20, 20 years, isn't it? Like forever. Right. Yeah. No so drama, long. right? No. Just fucking does. No. no drama. This show is going to show up every single day. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fucking mute Woody Page's ass whenever so I want hard. to. Is he, Woody still on there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? He picks on Woody. Yeah. Hey, Woody needs to say better answers. That's right. Don't you think? That's, That's what Tony... Woody. Tony Denver Post guy. He's a Denver guy. Colorado guy. Do you watch uh, Do you watch Around the Horn or any of the other media stuff? Uh -huh. Tony does. When, what's wrong, Tony? Huh? What's going on? Why is your face like that? And why did Nick say Tony does that? Something. There's something brewing right yeah. now. Yeah. There's something yep. going on. Pittsburgh boys. It's not for these airways. Come on, Tony. Oh. 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 We got a beef. Jeez. We square off mid-stage. How about Nick from yeah. the back row, actually? Tony, Tony watches the show. <laughs> I noticed the way he was acting here in the past couple minutes. It's quite suspicious. What's up, Tony? What's up, Tony? Tony, did you lose on Around the Tony. Horn? What happened? We I did. did. I did. You lost on uh -huh. Around the Horn? What happened? Kyle Shaw beat her ass in FaceTime. Dude, was it Woody Page? He, he punked you? What happened? Well, no, no. We love Woody, okay? We've always loved Woody. I love Around the Horn, too. I don't know what Nick's talking about. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a baby this, voice. This dude wasn't even able to cook up a legit excuse. No. This guy has the ability to cook one of those though, quicker than any human on earth. Maybe tied with you, Connor, whenever it comes to something. He had a bad excuse. Something's real Something there. is up. And we'll move on for the sake of the COVID cowboy and his uncomfortableness. But did you fight Tony Raleigh? Yeah, what happened? No, no, no. no. I've never even met up? the guy. No. Never even met the guy. Something happened on Twitter? No, no, I've never, I'd never had one interaction with the guy. What, what Woody Page said? What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> is everything okay, Tom? You see you rattled like this. Yeah. Thank you, Darius. We're all kind of flustered Cody by this. Cowboy. What's going on here? It's fine. You Thank think? you, Coach. No, this, you're saying that like, hey, move yeah. on. You're trying to coach. It's 2023, I'm a new person. I'm not doing it anymore. Here we go. Okay, we're not doing somewhere. What? Doing what and why? Oh. Yep. <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> Who is that? Oh, oh, yes. That's not Woody. <laughs> Who is that? That's Woody, baby. No. That's amazing. Just a midlife. I got to start watching the show what? again. It's a midlife crisis. Is that when he started? <laughs> no, that's not that's Who that's is that that's person? <laughs> Can you zoom in? <laughs> stop, stop. What that's the hell is going on? Woody Page looks good, bro. I like it, Woody. Woody looks sweet. Bro. What? AJ, you're... Have you ever seen what we look like on a screen every single day? I, mean, we're, yeah, exactly. Who cares? I, I don't want to judge Woody Page. Woody Page is living. But you're, oh, yes. <laughs> it, was literally, it sounded like a rocket was taking off over there, over the, the photo of Woody Page. I appreciate that reaction, but they've been doing that show a long time. Long time. I don't, I, now I can't get off it. Yeah, I don't want to know what the hell is going on. Tone, just come on, spit it out. Tony man. on Tony crime. We're like. we're twelve days into twenty twenty three. Yeah, said. I can't. I mean, I made a uh, promise to myself. Except on Thursdays. What happened? Nick knows, obviously. I honestly don't. It's just when his name came up, he made some kind of weird face, and he looked around, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. Oh, so hey. Nick, big brother, eyes in the sky. Yeah, I looked. I looked right at you because I thought we were on the same page. About what? Not. Same page about yeah, what, what Tony? About? Let's move on. This is unbelievable. I'm sure this won't be the last time we speak about it. So you need to start cooking up at least an excuse to get you out of this. Because yeah. it has just become a thing now. I mean, we'll tell you. This is going to... What? What? <laughs> Again? Are you, what is happening? <laughs> this is going to be tough to let go of. <laughs> Something. I need to know. It's like... 
Is this like on the plane when Tone was in and out of consciousness for three straight hours? Remember, he's dead asleep, <laughs> yeah. his head falling, and he well, wake word. up and give you an answer? Yeah, be- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TCU sucks, bro. <laughs> besides, besides Ty's seat, it was the second worst seat on the plane Tone, by far. Tone had to sit on a bench, obviously, like this sideways. And so he, tired. He had his hands in his front of him, and then his head was just sitting like this. And every he had nothing on the side of him. And we'd be having a conversation, and he would, yeah, that – that's yeah he said that and then 35 minutes would pass and then he would answer a question for 20 minutes ago it's like Tony I don't think you know you've been asleep for the last like 30 minutes pal did something happen during that whole con- they did it with you and Tony Rial- what no, happened with you and Tony on, Rioli just say it Diggs it's like he's all sweaty uncomfortable what's happening I've never been Sweaty or uncomfortable? <laughs> I mean, no, neither. You remember when he said he never had wet socks yeah, on? Yeah, uh-huh. that was awesome. And then maybe the next what? day, stepped, stepped in a puddle. A that was a that was a mistake. <laughs> so I've never, my socks have never been wet before. Just can, how could you say that? All right, this guy. Hey, Lozano. Hey, Tony. I wanted to be Tony growing up. Yeah, but something happened along the way. <laughs> is what we're trying to figure well, out. Come on. I wanted to be Tony growing up. Envious? Tony looks good. He does. does. That's a good program. It is. Look at that. There's the mute button right there. Woody Page gets it, Chuck. You see that? Yep. Boom. Does Tony do anything else? Like, I could see him hosting shows on networks and stuff. Yeah, dude. He's stat boy on PTI as well. Still? No, I don't think so. What? That's where he started. I mean, like... I saw I know, him there. Like he was doing it. Dodgeball games, all that stuff. Like, if there's a, there's a show, like, I would think he'd be in the running to be the host. I think that's why I'm so impressed because he is a guy who could certainly do whatever. He's very talented, and he has He's just stayed yeah. committed to around the horn. Mm-hmm. I respect that so much. I respect it so much. Yeah, but why doesn't Diggs is what we need to know. So confusing. Why doesn't Diggs what? Respect, so, respect it so much because we all do. How good that guy looks. Tell him, what's the deal? Is too handsome? Uh, yeah, no. Okay. I respect handsome. I respect his handsomeness. I respect Tony Reale as a paisan. What don't you respect? But something happened. There's a but at the he end. He muted there. somebody. He said something about somebody. Mm-hmm. He had a take against Ben Roethlisberger. Tomlin. Something is, happened against Roethlisberger. No, no, Reale's got a good spot because he doesn't have to give takes because, you know, he's just judging. Was this What's a recent problem? transgression? Past two or three years, maybe? Could have been around that time. What is, <laughs> uh, was it? Okay, was it before mask on? Is someone on there? Did Israel Gutierrez hurt you, Tony? Oh, man. <laughs> this is certainly something about the vax. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. We should have known. We should have known. Okay. Okay, got it. All right, say no more. That's why this is 2023. I'm yeah. not doing it anymore. Oh, yeah. He's pushing Pfizer on everybody. <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because Tony was showing up in, like, political comment yeah. sections. Yeah. I'm a Moderna guy, and I hear reality on Around the Horn, I assume that. Oh, my God. I'm so happy we got there. And good for you saying you're not doing it anymore. Yeah. yeah. We apologize. Anymore. We apologize for even, you know, you're for, there, for, forcing you to get back. You are. I had to. I don't know what that Uh-oh. Oh, here it is. Boom. So February 12th is when you turned on him, huh? <laughs> I don't think that would be the... All right, let's move on. <laughs> Tone, you're a special human being. Thank you. And yes. Tony Reale, you are too. Mm-hmm. Love you, Tony. Both of them. What a moment. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not. Can't help himself. 
Every screenshot he gets from some friend that doesn't work here of him, his name being talked about in a comment section of some Politico article. Yeah. He's like, I oh, fucking can't do that anymore. Okay, I don't want that. That's not what I want to be. I just want to be a doofus on stage saying maybe voice stuff. <laughs> not doing it in 2023. Here we are 12 days in, Tony Rally. Yep. Boom. Tons so shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sick of being called a right-wing wacko. <laughs> can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not doing it. I forgot. That gimmick stayed in 2022. That gimmick's mm-hmm. done. That gimmick's done. But he did. He couldn't. couldn't he, was, he was starting to visibly get oh, upset. Oh, yeah. I can see uh-huh. the veins in his neck bulging. Yeah. And Nick, when Nick gave us the two- to three-year timeline. Oh, yeah. Well, Nick is also the one who pointed this out. Yeah, he knew. Nick, I looked right at him. I thought he... Nick is that friend who is ordering, you know, Pizza Hut, 10 a.m. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do you think? Well, you guys don't want it? You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. One half. He's bringing the donuts. Had a great That's Hockey talk last night. Thank you, you, thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, Linda Cohen, unfortunately. Jordan likes of Barry Melrose stood us up. She had something What to happened? Do. She, she had something to do. She had something to do. Last minute. Great. She'll be back on another time, but. Absolutely. She pooping? Just want to. We don't know. I don't think awesome, the entirety man. of the entire. Uh, she probably had to say. She's awesome. I'm a big Linda Cohn fan. Oh, yeah. Love Linda. I would like that to be known. That's Love why I was excited Linda. she was coming on. But instead, you guys had. Uh, Mike Kelly from the NHL Network. Big uh, analytics guy. He said a couple good things about the pen, so I like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, you guys stink. Yeah, well, we're 33, 4, and 4, so I don't really care what anybody says. AJ, you paying attention to uh, the Chicago team? Stoner. No, I changed yeah, yeah, Chicago, no question, my brother-in-law, but Chicago or uh, Vegas and Stoner, man, they're looking good. Yep. Toughest barn in the in the league. Okay, well, that's what I'm talking about. You can't just regurgitate that. That's what I'm talking about. Have some original thoughts. Are you a parent? Ty got to him on the plane. I did. Primetime hockey tonight, ESPN, Red Wings are playing the Maple Leafs. Why? Six matchup. It's going to be a great one. Why does ESPN do this? Good luck. No wonder it's not. All right, let's get back into some NFL. Are you still uh, watching the hockey? No, nah, not yet. You know, I thought the playoff uh, time. Panthers stink. Yeah, 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 Panthers. Playoff time. Oh. Is F one still going on? No, but Drive to Survive season. Oh yeah, the golf five. one. Yeah, that one's coming. Full swing. Full swing. no, swing's the coming. Formula that one, one awesome. February twenty fourth of the premiere. But that, that golf one, full swing. Hold on, look awesome. there's this is seasonal. Yeah, so this it'll it's be a this, this past season. Yeah. Season, I didn't know season that. Five. That's really what made it take off in, mm-hmm. in the States, at least. Once, um, That's when you Liberty, become Liberty Media bought F1, yep. and then they started the They got that old Stooge out, right, D-Butt? The old Stooge yep. was like was was not willing to put it on Netflix or do anything yep. like that, and then the new people came in, boom, the thing is yeah. gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. That's how D-Butt became a fan. Yeah. No, actually, I yeah, caught a race smart. on ESPN first, like the pre-race wow. coverage, honestly, when you start you know, getting a little background on the guys. Watch the race, and I'm like, oh, shit, this shit is kind of dope. And I remember people talking about it a lot on Twitter, didn't really dive into it. Then I went back, and that was good. I got in late because I was able to kind of binge, you know, the first three, four seasons. And um, it kind of caught you right up to this season. So now, hopefully I should. I might be in that motherfucker. Oh! 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 What? Camera Oculus? I went to a couple races. Yeah. So. The Oculus NFL game? Mm-hmm. Who's calling plays? Darius Butler. That is pro. Just didn't tell us about Formula it. One, <laughs> Formula One, Drive to Survive, Season 5, yep. Episode 3. Who's in there? Darius Butler. Awesome. Look at your cameos. Come wow. on, D-Butt. Miami and Austin. Whenever they cover those races. Their golf one's coming out 15th. Yep. That one's going to dominate. Dope. Is that this month sweet. or next month? Next, next month. month. That oh, so that's the day we find out about Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, it's the Tuesday or Wednesday after the season. Yeah. Same day. That's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. What a year to start. 
That's what old buddy said, actually. In there, Ian Poulter, uh-huh. yeah. And then they had Brooks Kepka's shooting hoops at his house. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brooksy. So they also follow in Liv. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Yeah, okay. Before the Liv stuff started. Yep. Yeah. They started filming before perfect any timing. of the Liv stuff. We're gonna see Absolute the whole process. Timing. Yeah. Yeah, Dustin Johnson. No Kepka. way. Yeah, they oh, got yeah. so so lucky. We yep. got so lucky. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, we did. That was intense. This is this is what a lot of sh- that was sports a game plan do. From, for the Liv guys. Shout out to them. I was just told maybe, by the way. I would believe that. No, it was for sure. Everything's a work. Don't get worked. But if it's a shoot, you should treat it like a work. (laughs) And that's for shoot. Brother. We're getting an update that we get early access to this thing. Really? Okay. Okay. Look at us. Now we're talking. Huh? Come on. All right. Here we go. We'll see it. Good toy. We'll certainly watch it. We'll definitely. Yeah. That's what we do. You know, AJ? You did that with Avatar, right? I seen first two hours, ten minutes of that there. Mm-hmm. I missed the last hour, but I will see it at some point. I yep. can tell you it right now if you want. I think it's been long enough. It's grossed over $2 billion. You can probably just give away the entire movie. Start from the beginning, please. Okay, so yeah. at the beginning of the movie, they go right into after the, sec- or the first one. And excuse me. Then they fast forward about 15... 15- yeah, 15 years where whoa, Jake Sully no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> okay. But Jake Sully, if you just took like 30 minutes there, could have done it. <laughs> who was that? Uh, who was the dude that Jim Carrey played? Man Andy on the Kaufman. Moon. Andy Kaufman. If he had this particular platform, I think, amongst other things, would have him actually do that for 45 minutes straight, mm-hmm. just out of nowhere, make everybody else <laughs> just sit there and do it. Do you know anything about him? Kaufman? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard people talking about him and seen different things. So, yeah, he would get on stage and just read a book for like 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Four yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. Dude he read is. a fucking book for four hours. Yeah, just like this guy. You, you know but who like he is? Bizarre, like weird, no. bizarre stuff at all times. So, like, obviously people describe him as brilliant and an insane lunatic mm-hmm. idiot, whatever, however you want to view it. Fine line. Yeah, but he used to, um, he, you know how static would come up on TVs? He would actually put that into a show, yep. stop it so people would have to get up and hit the thing, <laughs> and then he would have to sit down, and then he would play it again. So it felt like the per- – yeah, like he would do that type of shit. He what was his character he dressed up as, as a different person and never claimed it was him? Yeah, like super mean guy, Italian fella. No offense. Older guy, yeah. Older of course. Guy. No offense. <laughs> Back when they hated all of us. We Italians today. We didn't. Oh. Yeah, coming after his own. Yeah. That's what's that's what's wrong with everybody. The enemy's always Come within, on, coach. Enemy's always within the own camp. Hmm. You've taught me that. Yeah, yeah. You don't win them, you lose them. Oh. It's always in your own camp. All right, let's get in the playoffs because we got you here. Hell yeah. What are the messaging you think going on for the teams right now? If you were sitting uh, at a spot like with Brock Purdy as your quarterback, who is on a team that has been absolutely dominant. And he's Mr. Irrelevant. There's no way anybody could have expected him to be able to perform the way he has been able to perform. And the Niners to be in the position that they're in, which a lot of people call him fucking, these guys are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Can Mr. Irrelevant, rookie court, he's not going to be the offensive rookie of the year. We had a discussion earlier about mm-hmm. that because he didn't play enough, I guess is what people are going to say. If this fucking guy doesn't blink in the playoffs, what are we saying about Brock Purdy, you think, like five years from now? He's a dude, right? Absolutely. I mean, just you don't. He doesn't have to do anything, but what he's been doing. You got the best defense in the playoffs, best defense in the league. You got Kittle, wide, you got McCaffrey, wide, Ayuk, wide, wide, Debo, wide. wide. Just facilitate. 
That's all he's been doing. Just run the, hand it off. Great run scheme. Kyle's going to scheme up everybody. Just just run the offense and don't don't try to do anything outside the norm. You don't got to be a hero. Just get the ball to these playmakers. Let our defense run this damn thing. Yeah. Think he throws for 200? Great question. Yeah. Or maybe putting a parlay together right now. Oh. He doesn't have to. Boom. Oh, That's no. the worry. Sorry, D-butt. And? Yeah. <laughs> they had Jimmy throw the ball six times in a fucking championship game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, playoffs, we're just trying thing, to win. Yeah. You were at the game, Pat, right? When With, these guys last played in December? Yes. What did he throw for in that game? A lot. Kittle. Over 200. Yeah. And yeah. Christian. Yeah. And everybody. They get so yeah, much so, yak, so much yard after the catch, yeah. though. His guys are so good. I feel like I, I feel good about it. Great point. He's had over 200 yards, like, every single time he's played, yeah. I think, except for last week. Last yes. one, 31. At 178. 13 blowouts and shit. Yeah. But I just worry that Shanahan in the playoffs, he's not going to be scared to just fucking, hey, if we can run this rock, yeah. let's just. Yeah. yeah, let's just run it. Because it's playoffs. We don't give a fuck how this looks, what we do. We are just trying to win this game and move on. Here's what he's done in his regular season career. 178, 284, 234, 217, 185, 210, and then 66, obviously, is what he started with. (laughs) He's thrown for 1,374 yards, 67% completion, 13 tuds, 4 interceptions, 107. This fucker's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Very, very good. What if they win the Super Bowl? That's what they're saying. He's not going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year because that's a regular season award. Yeah, Darius, what were you saying about that? He just hasn't played. Just enough, play, right? I, yeah, I said if he played half the season, it would be a runaway because it is a quarterback driven. Or maybe shit, if he was like, drafted higher, if he was a first round, if he was a top ten pick, top five pick, mm-hmm. he would probably be a favorite. But Kenneth Walker had a great year in Seattle. Garrett Wilson had a great year in Mike New is York. pushing for him, right? Um, Olave. Yeah. Micah is pushing really? for Garrett, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, he is. Olave, especially when you think about the quarterback situation in New York, and then you think about that media market, I think Wilson will win it. But uh, what Purdy's done. How about – if it, That's a good, good point you just bring up there. If Purdy's number five overall pick – Run away. And he was just waiting for his time, and then he put him in, and uh-huh. then he does what he does, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah probably right. You know, because the hype would have been, this guy's going to be able to do this. Uh-huh. This is the future of the program. This is the franchise. But instead, it's seventh-round pick, Mr. Elvin. We didn't know he existed. Doesn't so what are you going to do when you win a Super Bowl with this guy? Yeah, that's what do you do with oh, Trey yeah. Lance? So that's the – yesterday, who was talking? Yeah. Was it Rap yesterday? Who yep. was it? I think uh, it was – Lombardi, I think. No. Somebody uh, – uh, oh, David, David Lombardi. Lombardi. Yeah, right. Sorry. Lombo. Michael Lombardi will join okay. us here mm-hmm. in about 20 minutes. David Lombardi at Lombardi himself of San, uh, San Fran said they view their quarterback position like most people view the running back position like stable, almost like need. Mm-hmm. And it worked out for him this year. He said, in his opinion, Brock Purdy would not have been the Brock Purdy that we have seen as of late whenever Trey Lance goes out and Jimmy G comes into play. He said that he thinks that obviously Brock Purdy needed the Jimmy G era there in his rookie season to watch how he operated in the offense that got him to where he was. We don't know how legit that is. We did not have eyes on the situation. I'm just going to say Purdy would have been good wherever the fuck you put him in because that's what Purdy has seemingly done. But I think it did give him more time to learn the offense, see how it all goes. He and Jimmy G a little bit more similar in playing styles, and he could do his thing. But nonetheless, that fucking guy unbelievable how do you take the reins away from him if this is what he was able to accomplish when the team didn't even know he existed the offense was not shaped around him at all he's only going to learn more and more concepts be able to check he's going to understand things more i don't know how you take him away from him 
AJ, I, I don't know how you do it. Well, I would imagine the, the Niners front office is thinking that a little bit, but they're like, hey, you know what? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. That is a great problem to have. If we're thinking, hey, we won the Super Bowl, this kid. Can you imagine Brock Purdy at the Super Bowl celebration? Oh, that oh. dude, I think, will light that Strafolsky place up. His roommates? Yeah, it would be a Strafolsky at the Grey mm-hmm. Cup type situation. Um, seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant. I was picked 222. I think I got like 52,000 signing bonus. Mm-hmm. That was back in 2009. Not bad. Bought an Escalade. Money didn't come for a couple months. I almost had to. <laughs> Escalade almost got repoked. Mm-hmm. That was a whole situation, obviously. And I wasn't supposed to have money. Still not. And uh, we learned that lesson very quickly. But that Escalade was sweet. Nick, wasn't it? <laughs> that Escalade was awesome. To this day, I wish. <laughs> Maybe, the best car. That thing. Maybe the best car. Black, 24s. Ooh. Yeah. It was the greatest. Nice peanut room. butter inside. Oh, wow. pristine. I mean, we're talking easy to drive, too. The newer Escalades, they just fucking have so many buttons. It's a spaceship. Yeah. I don't have yeah. time. I don't have time to do all that. It just had a couple of different things, had everything you needed. We did see that Escalade in the, uh, Santa Monica, the new one that Locked was out. murdered out. Roll. That was Ooh. maybe the fucking sweetest looking car ever. So I had the old school version of that pretty mm-hmm. much. I drove it like it was a fucking Civic, too. That thing was back and forth to Pittsburgh every week. <laughs> We're driving it to death. What a time. Anyways, Brock Purdy signing bonus can't be a lot. His contract's no. not going to be a lot. They know that. Trey Lance, obviously, it was a high draft pick. They can, they can continue to have him. I mean, it's a good situation for them. Yeah. But if I'm Brock Purdy, I think, obviously, he was Mr. Irrelevant. He's always going to have the chip on his shoulder and everything like that. He's only going to get better, I think. You, oh, yeah. He, he obviously is from Iowa. No, he's not from Iowa, but he went to Iowa State. Oh, why didn't he go to Iowa? Uh, because we didn't fucking want him, and he couldn't beat Iowa. So why would we why take a guy who can't So you Iowa? and Saban were both wrong. No, it wasn't Kurt. wrong. I mean, yeah. he's not from the state. We didn't need him. I, I'm trying to think of who we had at the time. We might have had uh, Nate sure, The Stanley offense is very or, prolific. Yeah, AJ, good call on that Iowa Hawkeyes offense. Purdy wouldn't have been able to. Well, back then, Iowa, you know, was going to the Rose Bowl. So this this ain't the Iowa of this last year, you know. I mean, we had C.J. Beathard, who also used to be a 49ers quarterback. So, again, we can, you know, give him all the flowers we want. Uh, I mean, shit, he's got Kittle. He's got fucking Ayuk. He's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got Eliza Mitchell. Yeah, all the guys chubby bitching. I do like him, though. I do. He's not, you know, if he was from Iowa and chose Iowa State over Iowa, then I'd be like, yeah. This guy's a shit heel. He sucks, but that's not the case. He's from Arizona. Exactly. So there you go. But uh, also, with like the limited amount of in-game reps, and even if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, like how do you start Trey Lance over him next year? I don't know. There's people that have really got Trey Lance's back on the internet, though, because they always say that I bash Trey Lance. I don't bash Trey Lance. I just don't know if Trey Lance is Trey Lance. We have no idea what Trey Lance is going to be, I think. We, we're in an experimental phase with him. He had made some great plays. There were some plays that were obviously not pretty that are on prime time. He, he can do things that not a lot of humans can do. I think he's a dog. Mm-hmm. I think like I, I think I'm a big fan of his. But it seems like when other quarterbacks are playing, they're having a lot more success for that team. Mm-hmm. And Brock Purdy just got there, too. We don't know what he could potentially be. You have no idea what he could potentially be. Now, is he shorter than Trey Lance? Of course. Is he mm-hmm. a little bit undersized? But he's proven that that's not a problem. How many games until they got a book on you? Like, Brock Purdy, how many mm-hmm. games until the defense – you know, obviously all offseason you can prepare for quarterbacks that you're going to play, and nobody could have prepared for Brock Purdy in the NFL. That's what, two, three weeks, four yeah, weeks? Yeah, you got it. They got it now. Yeah. And he's still having success? Yeah. A lot of it. I mean, that, well, you look, you got a, a good coach, obviously, and then with great players. We talk about all the skill positions, but 
AQ Shift has been showing what they've been doing in the trenches as well. And that's what games are lost on both sides of the ball. So when you got a defense that's getting off the ball, getting you more possessions, so you're not stressed about that, not giving up a bunch of big plays. Great run game. Elijah Mitchell been in there as well, been that downhill guy. And then players that not only are good players, but they can be anywhere. You know, you can line up C-Mac anywhere. You can line Debo up anywhere. The fullback, Juice, you can line Juice up anywhere. So he's in a great, great situation right now. He's got the best tackle in football protecting him. Whole lines Who's best friends with the best rusher right, yep. in the NFL football? Uh, that, that's what we learned yesterday, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trenton Bosa yeah. just Meeting chopping it up games. post-game. What were they playing? they just sit cards or they just sit? He said they, they were just talking, sit, ball. Yeah. talking ball. Talking ball, chopping it up. Imagine taking tape off. Man, did you fight? You got four sacks today? Yeah. That's a fucking big game. How about you? You yeah, had 10 pancakes. Yeah. Man, we're pretty fucking good. And somebody walks by, hey, what's up, man? How about that fucking guy? Kittle. What a moment. Those two just the best in the game. Yeah. Do they one-on-ones, do you think? Would you have those two one-on-one with each other in training camp? Hell yeah. How often? Camp, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Training camp, yeah. absolutely. Need it, right? Yep. Got to. Half That's time. a time where you callous your hands, you harden the knuckles. It's the only time you have a have an opportunity. And what does that mean? That means you you feel like you have to get past Building the identity of of your football team. And Chuck, how tough was it when the new CBA rules and you can't like oh, yeah. you used to oh. be able to like day one of when I came in the league day one of camp full pads two practices each one two and a half three hours long like banging the whole time. And then they changed that and you can't wear pads as much. How did that change it for you? No, it's huge. I mean, you got a ramp up period. We it was like you got a day off. In this new thing, it was like, okay, yeah. we do, okay, nothing, just a team meeting and whatever. And then you go out and you're in shorts and you can do a little bit. Maybe do a condo test, conditioning test. Then the next day it was maybe helmets. Mm-hmm. And then you had a f- pads and then they need, and then you had to give them a day off. <laughs> so it's just like right when you want to start ramping it up. Like, hey, it's like, couldn't have to build up a little football no, body. Yeah. And have to build Hammer up. and them come down and goes, tomorrow's day off. <clears throat> you didn't realize that, right? I'm like, you're like, what the hell? I mean, think about trying to develop, you know, young players, try to develop a quarterback in these, these times, you know, because the offseason is nothing. Mm-hmm. The offseason is, is, I mean, nothing. Who's going to be able to adjust to it the best, you think? Um, old school guys, young school guys. This is like a young school thing, but will young school teams ever be teams able to beat are, old school they, teams? They know who they are, like the Shanahans. I mean, he's got a system. He, they draft to that system. They know exactly what they're going to be, offense and defense. They have their identity. They know exactly what they want in a player, the character mm-hmm. of a player. They've got that. That It's all in place, so they just plug and play guys. And the coaches that can be most efficient with their time. Like Chuck was talking about, you got, you got them in such small amounts of time. So if you're just coming in there and you're wasting time with shit, like if you're getting good walkthroughs, you're getting good meetings, getting good efficient practices, those are going to be the teams that – and that, that that's the players too, who are in these different meeting rooms, who are your captains who was kind of driving that culture. AJ, do you think you would have felt too soft <laughs> if you're in the modern-day right. training camp? Did you need the – I feel like some guys say they need – they hate it. Training camp was hated by everybody, and I'm only saying that because I was all right. I was all right. <laughs> no, no, but the hitting, the pounding on each other, the op, the big dudes, the big mm-hmm. fucks were always seemingly like, bah, tomorrow we're doing full pads. And that's, their, that's how they live their whole lives pretty much so it's not out of the ordinary but I was okay you know so I got a chance to kind of chat with everybody a lot of guys felt like they needed it right like it wasn't something that people thought they needed was the banging a little bit to get into football shape or no yeah I think guys need it up to a point and then there's always like all right here we go I think we're ready like that's how how most guys feel but it definitely changed like it's your meant it's like how do you handle it mentally as well like I know in high school 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at school, like I was in a deep depression knowing, <laughs> hey, I'm going to be in full pads for three hours going both ways, just killing each other. And then Thursday, everyone was, was pretty like, uh, hey, in a light, I could bounce around and actually be a student because we were only wearing shoulder pads that day, still banging, but just we didn't wear pants on Thursday. And the pants so are certainly like, uncomfortable. That's all life. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, if you're wearing pants, then that means we're going to the ground too. Yeah. And that means you're going to have to get back up every single fucking time. And the ground is obviously unforgiving. You said you like training camp because getting away, getting away, kind uh, of experience. Yeah. You kind of getting away, kind of building that, you know, team camaraderie, whatever. And then, um, Whatever you do, whatever your off-season regimen is, it's not playing football. So however great a shape you come in at, you start, you know, that, mm-hmm. after the first couple of days, like Chuck Lincoln, you're going to be sore in different areas you weren't sore in. And you just get kind of back used to that routine. And then um, you kind of find out, obviously you spend a lot of time around your different guys, different teammates, so you find out more about those guys, more about the coaches. And then you go, and it's so, I feel like we were in training camp for like two, three weeks towards the end yeah. of the career. And like AJ said, I felt like it was a full month first getting in in real two-a-days. Um, you don't get that now. So you need guys who are actually going home with the iPad, who are actually coming into the next day asking questions about the installs and stuff like that. And you don't have a lot of that uh, these days anymore, I don't think. And I think that's why we're getting, I would say, in my opinion, a lower quality of football overall. Okay. Whoa. So that came up in conversation a couple of years ago whenever they limited how much practice mm-hmm. could happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then points were going because right. rules were changing, so things were going good. So it almost made that conversation null and void. Bringing it back up right now I think is a great discussion piece. I didn't even think about that. Do you think that is potentially why there's a lot of bad football this year being played? More specifically, a lot of primetime games, which is not normally the case? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you're not working on your craft, if you're not spending time doing it and you're not practicing, 10 OTAs, the phase one, phase two is nothing. You get to phase three, that's your 10 OTAs, and then you have a mini camp, and you're not pounding, you're not doing it, it's all shorts. You don't even get to go against each other those three weeks in phase two. So the amount of time that you have these players to try to develop, especially young players, if you're trying to build through the draft, shoot these new coaches, if they don't win and they don't win now, shoot, there's a whole new set of coaches in there before mm-hmm. they have a chance to even develop these young guys, and they don't get their hands on them. It's a different world. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, and also, though, like, when you look at some of the teams, especially at the top, there are a lot of very healthy teams. Like, the Chiefs haven't yeah, really oh, yeah. lost anyone pivotal. The Eagles, I believe they had no one on their injury report for <laughs> damn near the entire year until Jordan Davis got hurt. Niners. Healthy. Niners, very healthy. The Bills lost Vaughn Miller and Mike Hyde very early. Mike is coming back. Vaughn, unfortunately, isn't in the Niners. I forget who Lombardi said, but they lost one guy. Corner. Back. Yeah, Mosley. corner. Uh, week yeah. five. Mosley, those are, those are season-ending injured. Yeah. yeah. Okay, he was having a, a, pro, a very, very good year. They lost another secondary member recently. Yeah, so, uh, but, like, they are losing guys, but it, although the, you know, the seems quality to be working of football, yeah, it feels like it, it is working kind of across the board. I, didn't th- I don't think I read this one. Stadiums are committing to grass. To abide by FIFA bids in 2026, NFL stadiums are? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to grass? They're gonna, no, they're going to test the turf, right? They, uh, I believe there were 11 stadiums, and I don't know how many. They didn't get into specifics on how many did. Jordan Roderick. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I apologize, Jordan. 11 NFL stadiums were awarded FIFA bids to pitch a successful bid. That stadium must present a plan for its service to meet FIFA's incredibly rigorous multi-step safety testing or switch totally to grass. Multiple turf stadiums for NFL have since committed to grass for FIFA. Okay, they can't be that committed to it. Remember, we saw the United States team go play uh-huh. yeah, that's right. uh, in that one mud pit. That's not yeah. FIFA. 
Will they keep them there? Everywhere. Will they keep the grass? If a team, if NFL Stadium puts in grass for FIFA, it'll stay there, right? They're not going to go back to turf? I think what we're saying, World Cup, FIFA is the body of, that oversees everybody. This is obviously just for the World Cup, I right. would assume. So yeah. this is just for their yeah. biggest tournament. FIFA oversees, All I think, like everything. That's mm-hmm. why the power yeah, they're legit. was they're legit, so big. Right? So FIFA's testing, I don't think, has always been considered fantastic. But you got to remember, those... Um, where was it just in? The uh, Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. Those stadiums and those fields and the hotels were literally just built for the World Cup. Right. So you ask all the players and coaches, how were the facilities, how were the fields? They're like, pristine. Unbelievable. It was the greatest of all time. And I would assume that's because FIFA, although they said, how much are you paying us? Definitely you'll get it. They also said, like, these are our grass standards because you're running a lot. It's a lot of running, obviously. And also the ball's rolling on that grass. So you can't have a bunch of divots. You can't have it be a fucked mm-hmm. up grass because then the ball's bouncing all over the place, contacts missed. Then you've got a poor quality of sport. So the pitch is actually vital to to the quality of the game that is being played because you need to have predictability with where the ball is going to be because most of the time you're not fucking looking at the ball whenever you're trying to hit it 30, 45 yards sometimes. So that is why the field matters. The NFL is testing this. Does that mean this is what we're getting to? There here was, we, there was one go. guy who was super mad that uh, all these NFL stadiums were switching to grass uh, because of FIFA. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, and I think this is why you didn't see it because Bakhtiari quote-tweeted that tweet. And it, and we sent that one in. What did Bakhtiari? Bakhtiari was not happy. Yeah, no. he was pissed that they were switching to grass, even though he was a big grass component. It's confusing to me. If this doesn't bother you as a player or a fan of football, congrats. You've been successfully brainwashed. I think Bakhtiari brings up a good point. It took this international governing body to get the NFL to put grass in when the players and everybody else has been asking for it for a long time. Hmm. What are you upset about Buck saying that I mean, for? who cares how it eventually right? gets done? It got done. Yeah, but are we sure that it's 11 stadiums, not 32? And are they going to stick with grass? 28, whatever many there are. If their turf holds up, then they can keep their turf, though, if it, if it passes the test. I would not be surprised, and we talked about this yesterday, I would not be surprised if the NFL offers up some of these players soccer cleats that have grass are on, on, on yes. the bottom, yeah. Oh. Makes it a lot Super heavier, grass. not as easy to run. But you're always on a good pitch. That's right. Joints much better. <laughs> Whenever it's mm-hmm. drilled to your cleats. Mm-hmm. What do you call that? I don't know. Super, super, super cleats. cleats. Sob super tips. cleats. Get your sod tips on. I think it's... <laughs> and that might just... Sod tips? Yeah. Sod tips. Yep. That might inevitably lead to the evolution of turf into super grass. We'll see. What we're saying is good luck, FIFA, getting this to happen. Yeah. I think with the proper amount of cash, I assume these things will get passed. For sure. Well, because, like, SoFi is one of them, right? And they just built that stadium. Like, what, are they just going to flip it and just use grass forever? Like, I, I can't imagine that happening. Well, well then how do you homes. go about They would have to put it up on, like, a risen stage, it, and so there's some give. Yeah, exactly. How do they get mm-hmm. the proper amount of give versus, like, I don't know. That's an interesting thing. A lot of stadiums here, though, a full list of NFL stadiums in their grass type. Oh, this is the whole – yeah, a lot of field turfs. This isn't all grass. Arizona Third Cardinals. 50. Bermuda grass. Super grass? Just yep. put that in there. I know the Carolina Buffalo Panthers just got in trouble for theirs. So you said A turf Titan 50. That's the super grass. Buffalo. Who's got that slip turf? Nobody yeah. anymore. Detroit had it. Detroit had to slip of turf. Of course. It is at. That's why they couldn't host the. Uh, Texans got that yep. hell ass Matrix turf. You know, that stuff was in place of the worst pitch in all of yep. sport. The huge Houston. seams everywhere. People just oh, blowing God, ACLs yeah. in Houston. Wes Walker, that was the one. A kicker also got it. Just Bob talking about it. Huh? Remember, guys asked AJ like how slippery Lambo is. 
opponents always go up. We always did that, slip in. We had to bring the, you know, the, the deep the, studs. The big studs. What is it, turf and grass there, right? Deso, master yeah. grass. It has, yeah, it is. It's a form of super grass. It has, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's nice grass, and then it has, like, woven in oh. turf that you can't see. It all looks like grass. That but is super grass. To make it look more full. Heated, heated. They have the grow lights that roll over it all winter and everything. Everybody's slipping yeah, around except the home long. team. Green Bay never did, and we were always all, all over the place. Oh. You see, this year, oh. it happened. Oh. Oh. Let's get cheating. to a break. Let's get to a break. We don't I never wore screw-ins. Yeah, yeah it's because you guys screwing. were screwing, yeah. Speed Some TDs. Guys, my bad. No, it's all right. My bad. They were screwing everybody else. <laughs> Speed TDs, Chuck, you're right. Hey, we we beat him up there. Opening yeah. kickoff return to the Ooh, house. Ooh, Jordan Todd. What year was that? Todd. 16. That was 16. Okay. Yeah. The year you were crying in the tunnel. Were you on the team? I was not there. You guys had that former Illinois head coach. As your Ron special. Zook. Ron Zook, yeah. They ran a pull shoot, took me out. Tom McMahon was not happy. Mm-hmm. We were up 14 at the time. That's all I really remember from the night. Tom McBeal, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do? Are you going to fight this guy, dude? I believe that like, Sacco Bones it? got fired after the season. I didn't even really feel it. He's like, we fucking bull- Wait till you see it. Wait till you see it. It's bullshit. I'm like, all right, Tom. <laughs> it's all right, man. Don't worry about it. Need to talk to this man strictly because his brain is so large. Mm-hmm. He's a host on VSIN. He's obviously an author with Daily Coach and the gridiron genius. He is the GM shuffle pod host and a Lombardi line host. And he was once a Ted talker. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who's been a general manager, a consultant, an advisor, a coach, everything you could possibly be in the NFL. Paisano, Michael Lombardi. Guys, great job the other night. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I don't know how Chuck feels about this. Chuck worked both ways. Oh, from a coaching standpoint or from an observation of football standpoint, for me, I, I was never very good at watching the game from the field. Like, my eyes were never trained from that all 22 on the field. I could see the game from above. And, I, I, you know, they put you guys in a hard spot because unless you're really trained to see it that way and you can maneuver around, it's hard. It was a hard thing to do. Well, we appreciate you watching and also texting us. We alluded to an Italian man who <laughs> knows a lot, sending us information. People thought it, maybe it was Chuck. What's that, Lombo? I'll help you any way I can. I love it. It's no, good. it was fucking fantastic because that middle eight was something I had not thought of yeah. at all because of how big of a blowout it was. But you sent me a text. You're like, Georgia needs to slow down right here. Georgia needs to slow down. They can make this a 38-7 game by the time the TCU touches the rock next. And, like, that's that football, you know, IQ stuff that you have talked about. That why we have you come on the show every single time. We love having you. We're thankful you texted us, and you're the fucking man. Let's dive into some situations that are happening right now. Derek Carr is allegedly going to be up for a trade here. If he is cut before February 15th, the Raiders only owe him $5 million, and they only have $5 million in dead cap. Right now it's like $40 million in contracts, let alone what the next year is. Do you think he gets traded by February 15th? Do you think this league is so quarterback needy that Derek Carr and his big contract will be traded before February 15th, seemingly the deadline for this whole thing? I think there's a good chance because the Raiders probably won't be I think the transaction will be more about keeping that contract intact to the next team and then redoing the contract. You know, so I think that's something that I think could happen. I truly believe that that you know it's uh, it's going to be one of those situations where they're going to have to work together because the Raiders know at the end of the day they're not going to get a lot out of this trade, maybe a mid round pick or something like that. But 
and then Carr needs to go somewhere where at least he's guaranteed. Say he hits the street, right, and everybody thinks there's gold out there on the street, but perhaps he doesn't make as much as he's due to make in this contract. So he's better off kind of keeping this contract intact and then working around it and then pick his new team. What would that new team be? What do you think he's looking for, Lombo? Like, where where would be a good fit? I would think knowing the situation as he's been through so many coordinators in his career at the, in, the, in Las Vegas and before Oakland, I would think he'd want to go with somebody who he's familiar with, somebody who he knows the terminology, somebody who's coached him from before. And I don't know if we can determine that yet because the landscape of the league hasn't really been determined. We've got five openings. We're going to have more probably. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in Los Angeles with the Rams. But for me, you know, everybody keeps asking, is Sean McVay coming back? Is he coming back? I mean, to me, if I were at the Rams, I would want, Sean, are you willing to do three years? Because it's going to take that long to get here. So we're going to have probably more openings. And, and once we have more openings, that will change the, the infrastructure of a lot of these teams and the coordinators. And I think Carr is going to want to go to a team that he's familiar with the coach, who's called plays with him, he knows him, and he's comfortable with him. And so there's a less of a transition. So you don't think February 15th is the deadline then because they'll be able to trade the contract regardless? They'll be able to trade the con- I mean, it, it, they don't have to do anything until March the 3rd when that, when that guarantee kicks in. Now, I think at some point they'll say to themselves, they're making phone calls now. Dave Ziegler, the general manager of the Raiders, is making phone calls. And if he's getting a lot of, hey, we're not interested in that deal, then eventually he's just going to have to say, okay, nobody wants this. Tell the agent. Nobody wants the contract. We'll cut you. You're on your own. Okay, so let's chat about another situation. You say Sean McVay. What about Sean Payton? All signs seem to be pointing for Sean Payton to go to Phoenix, Arizona, and be the Arizona Cardinals head coach with Kyler, who he has spoken glowingly about in the past on numerous occasions. I assume he spoke good things about Russell Wilson as well, and that's an opening that could potentially take place for Sean Payton. Where do you see him going? What do you think about Sean Payton's current leverage? And how long do you think we wait this whole thing out? I think he's got all the leverage in the world, right? And I, but I do think in Arizona, if you study the Bidwell family, Michael Bidwell, his father, Bill Bidwell, this is not typically something they do. They've never turned over the organization to a coach and just said, you run it. Yeah, Buddy Ryan was in there, and he brought Joe Woolley with him, and Bruce Arians came in, but there was already Steve Kime was there. This is not their modus operandi. I, I get the sense from listening to people, oh. Adrian be the GM. They want to hire a GM first. And if they hire Adrian Wilson, I think Vance Joseph has a really good chance to get this job. If you watch the last game of the year, they played hard on defense. They didn't play great, but they were playing hard. They got the 49ers to punt in the second quarter. I think the players respect Vance. I I could see that going a long way. And I'm not sure they're ready to go down, give one coach all the authority, and let him run the organization tree. So what do you think, Denver? I think certainly Denver's in play, but remember, we go back to what we talked about. Somebody's got to make the Saints happy in this deal, and you got to have to have first-round picks to make them happy. You don't just give away a great coach for a sixth-round pick. Yeah, they don't have it, right? So Denver's not in play. Right, it's going to be hard. Right, that's why I think Denver. I, I think Denver will go down this road. I think what, what Penner said, the owner of the Broncos and Harbaugh interviewed there. I think that could be where it could end up. I think Harbaugh would be the ideal fit based on the description that he gave at his press conference a little while ago. Okay, Chuck has a question for you, Paisano. Hey, Mike. Yeah. How you doing? Two of oh, my favorite Scott. two of my favorite years in, in football, man, was out in Oakland and you, you took great care of me and I've always be appreciative of that. And yeah. to your point when you first started looking at the game from up top, you remember I was up top you know, watching yeah. the game for Robbo from the press box. And 
no doubt about it, you can see the whole field. You can see the whole game. From down on the sideline, really, really hard. Not yeah, even close. It, I, I don't know how coaches do it. I really don't. Like, you asked me after practice what happened. I, I really don't have an answer. You know, like, I, well, I see some things, but I, I got to go watch the tape. You know, it's hard. But, God darn it, Chuck, you did a great job. Oh. Uh, uh, he kept the safety in the middle of the field. I loved it. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> hey, Lombo. So you're Chicago, you're on the clock, right? There's a lot of talk about, hey, they should probably think about trading uh, Justin Fields and take, you know, Bryce Young from Alabama. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think you've got to really grade Bryce Young. He's 185 pounds, maybe 190. I think he's a great college player. But I missed the memo that Doug Flutie's back in vogue in the NFL. <laughs> I didn't realize little guys are back. I love Bryce Young. I think he's great. Could he be a great pro? Yeah, I'm worried about durability with these guys. We're at almost 70 quarterbacks changed over in the NFL. I think you got to be. I think you're going to ask that. And teams that use a grading system like New England, like Houston, like some of these other teams, it's hard to grade a guy undersized that high to pick him first overall. I think if I were Ryan Poles, I would continue down the Justin Fields train because I think you've got to build the six back offense around him. You got to help your offensive and defensive lines get better. And you've got a rookie contract, and the kid is electric. Now, he doesn't throw the ball very well, but I think in the six-back offense, you've got a chance. I, I don't know if I would cash him in for that. I think I'm better off getting a better player that I know what I'm going to get in terms of helping my offensive and defensive lines. He's like 5'11", too. I, I, I've been very confused by it, especially after having eyes on C.J. Stroud at that peach bowl. It's like, that's a, that's a dude, right? It appears to be. We have a, it's a big question mark on it. Will anybody be a good NFL quarterback? It is a very difficult position. There are so many things you have to be able to wade. So who knows if number one pick, number the last pick is going to be a guy. But you look, at, ask, you look at the body of C.J., it's like, that's a guy. I want to ask you this question. You were at the game. Everybody says Stetson Bennett's too small. You were on that field. Everybody says Stetson Bennett's too small, but everybody says Bryce Young's going to be the first pick. And I think Stetson Bennett's bigger than Bryce Young. A lot of Purdy in Stetson, huh? A lot of Purdy in Stetson. And I think they're saying he's too small because have you seen that fucking Georgia offensive line, Lombo? Lombo, he's standing around Giants. I mean, he's standing around Giants down there with Kirby. Go ahead, AJ. Lombo, that's, I was wanted to ask you uh, about uh, Stetson. So we were there. We got to see that guy play. Like he is, he's special. His team responds to him as well, and he can sling the ball. Where do you think he ends up getting drafted? And like, couldn't this be one of those stories where all of a sudden the guy gets thrown in there? And we know he's a gamer. He wins games. Like, where? I, I guess from now until draft, what do you think is going to happen with him? And does twenty five matter? I think he's going to move up the ladder, right? No, I don't, because I think, look, you know, none of us have long lifespans in the NFL, right? You know, there's no longevity in the NFL. Everybody getting fired after two years anyway. So I think this, I think he's improved more than any player I've seen in college football, you know, and his arm's gotten stronger. I think what we see with Stetson Bennett is simply the marriage, right? you got to have, like with Brock Purdy, it's the perfect marriage. I, I sell this story in my new book, Football Done Right. When Bill Tobin was the general manager of the Bears, the morning of the draft in 1979, he kissed his wife and said, if Joe Montana's there, we're going to draft him in the third round. And she said, that's all we want to do. And so he went to work that day. He drafts Willie McClendon. I don't know why he did that. And it made his family. But Joe went to San Francisco. That was the perfect system. Joe's a great player. He could play anywhere. But that system highlighted Joe's talents, just like Brock Purdy highlights his talents in Kyle's system. I think a lot of this problems at quarterback is you're not marrying the system to the player. And I think if for Stetson Bennett, that's going to be the conversation. I think he'll be a great backup quarterback in the league because he's smart, he's tough, he prepare like a starter, and eventually he could become one. 
Well, he's a backup quarterback in college. Remember, they tried to cut him. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a walk-on. He's been there, done that. He'd have that Heineke kind of mindset, it feels yep. like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm just here to ball. I'm a good mm-hmm. time. I'm going to go Zen, too, by the way. <laughs> right. Let's just go ahead and do this. Loves ball. His teammates enjoy the hell out of him. He can spin it, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he can Accurate. spin that thing, which is great for practice. And off, if he gets in a situation where he can do his thing, I would love to watch it. Darius has a question for you, Lombo. Hey, Lombo, two, two questions. Uh, so the first one, I'm not – Personally, for me, with the, the six back terms, so I want to learn a little more about that. And then number two, um, what do you think is the best available job right now of the five open head coaching uh, positions? Well, the six back term is a term I used about the quarterback who's involved in the run game. So there's five skilled players on the field all the time, and the quarterback is the sixth. And when you put him in the run game like Buffalo does, that becomes a whole different run game, mm-hmm. right? So they run counter left. And, and they run and they run Josh Allen back to the right. And, and Chuck, it's a hard thing to defend. It's a hard thing to prepare for. It's the academy offense, if you will. And some teams like Buffalo, like Philadelphia, they yeah. highlight it really well. And if you and like Philly last week, when you don't have to account for the six back in the run game, it's a different run game. So now you can prepare for it because he was hurt. You know, I think the best job out there is Denver, and I'll tell you why. Because I think Denver's owner gets it. I think he's going to build something bigger. I think he understands he needs a CEO. I think the Carolina team's really talented. We saw them come back with Steve Wilkes. I think they've got they need a quarterback, but I think they're on the cusp. They're seven and ten. You know, their offensive line played well. I think that's a job that could be really good, but they need a quarterback. But they have a lot of young talent. But the overall organizational structure to me. As of right now, I think Denver, even though they don't have draft picks, they got to deal with Russell, I think that owner could be special. Feels like you respect the hell out of the way they go about doing their business? Sounds like. And you're like, yeah, they'll I, figure it I, out. They'll figure out the NFL. These people do good business. They'll figure it out. Yeah, I love that press conference. I thought he was the first owner I've heard talked about what he needs. Most of these owners can't describe what they want with their head coach. They don't know what the job is and what it isn't. He made that very clear. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Lombo, speaking of Brock Purdy, we were talking before you got on. If Even if the Niners don't win the Super Bowl or say they do win the Super Bowl, what do you think happens next year with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy? I mean, I think that's a fair question. I, I don't know. I, I think Brock Purdy has a pretty good read on that team, and I think the team likes him. And, look, we're going in this playoff weekend. So Kyle Shanahan's played in five playoff games. He's won three, lost two. In those playoff games, so we don't start killing Brock Purdy, in those playoff games that he won, he didn't throw the ball more than 19 times in either of those games. Like, he's smart, and he understands playoff football is different than regular season. So I think we're going to see that run game featured more than Brock Purdy. And in the offense that he's running, it's so perfect for Purdy. There's really not a hard throw. He runs it so it's easy. Why is San Francisco so good? Because they play base, and Chuck will talk about this. They're in base, and they can get to any formation they want to get to, any personnel group. But they're in 11 they can get to 12. If they're in 12, they get to 11. It's hard for a defense to match them, and their speed is too good. And Purdy can execute it. Paisan, last one quick here. Tom Brady going to play like Tom Brady? Is uh, Tampa Bay got a shot here to make a run? I don't know. I think Tom Brady will play good. I worry about their defense. they got to be healthy on defense. I think the best thing that happened to Dallas was getting getting beat in Washington. Now they're the underdog. Now they're the, the chased one. They're no longer the hunted. They're the hunter. That's a good spot to be, especially when you're Mike McCarthy and you eat adversity for lunch, oh, yeah. like your quarterback, Dak Prescott. Right. We can't thank you enough, ladies and gentlemen. Author, nice. talker, legend, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. Yeah. All right, joining us now, big shout out to Paisan. Yeah. Love oh, whenever yeah. he's on, he's so good. I like the genuine, hey, there was some genuine kinship yeah. going oh, yeah. on. Oh, yeah. right there see between you. He took too. great care of me. He was awesome to be out there.
He's every time he comes on the show, he's great. Obviously, he has publicly made some mistakes in the football world that people will hold over his head forever, and that's going to happen when you're out here mm-hmm. and when you hold that position. He's incredible at just talking about his experience. How he's viewing it from a vastly different point of view than us. Yeah, yeah. A actual GM who's good at speaking, you know. And he was with Bill for a while. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of Raiders. it's incredible. We're yeah. very lucky that he stops. Big thank you to Michael Lombardi joining us now. Another big thank you is in store. This dude has a tied in four straight games. What? He's getting hot, and obviously he's incredibly handsome. Tight end, best friend of Josh Allen, we've been told, and it shows up whenever it has to. Welcome to the playoffs to the Buffalo Bills. Welcome to the playoffs to the entire Bills Mafia, and welcome to the show, Dawson Knox. Yeah. Everybody, appreciate y'all having me. Hey, sorry we made you wait there a couple minutes. We're ending up that call with Michael Lombardi talking about the playoffs. Let's dive right into it. How's the vibe? Here we are. We're back. Let's go. It's playoff football, Dawson. What's it like? Um, Especially good vibes, getting DeMar back home, um, having him in Buffalo just with some of his family, uh, back somewhere where he's comfortable has been awesome. Um, He he FaceTimed Danny, actually broke us down after the win on FaceTime. Um, So vibes are good in the building. It's playoff time. What was it, team on three, team on me, or did he give a speech there a little bit? I think it was exactly team on me, team on three. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think that was actually the exact breakdown. Yeah. Well, you painted the picture well. It felt like I was in there. I had my hand up and everything. It was exciting. Everybody was a Buffalo Bill last week. It felt like as you were fighting through that. What was it like? I assume that was a roller coaster of emotion all week. Did you guys know stuff before we did, or were you getting information at the same time as us? It felt like there was moments there where we, we thought he was dead, obviously, I assume. And then it was like we weren't hearing much. Is that good? Is that bad? Were you guys experiencing the same thing? And how, how did you balance it? Was, it was uh... – so we would have team meetings where they would give us the news before they broke it to the public, but I'm pretty sure they tweeted it almost simultaneously with us getting the information in the team meeting. So we were left in the dark a little bit, but, I mean, they told us as much as they could. Um, they did a good job keeping us updated, telling us as soon as we heard anything official. Um, but they would, we would have little team meetings, and then they'd make their public release or whatever. That's tough. That's a tough thing. Great. Hey. Yeah. On it, obviously, how is he? He's back in Buffalo. Yeah. Let's oh, yeah. go. What a joy yeah, of energy that has to be, of course. Yeah, AJ, go ahead. Absolutely. Dawson, what was it like in that room uh, the first time you guys got to see him on camera? I guess Coach said he flexed to you guys the first thing he did when he popped up. Like, Can you describe what that room was like? Oh, it was electric. Um, I think Josh used the word spiritual. I think it really was spiritual, just that energy and it really felt like almost the whole country was coming together over DeMar and over the team, praying for him and his safety and his health. Um, so to be able to see him with his eyes open, you know, flexing with us and, uh, you know, just saying a couple words. I mean, everyone stood up, started clapping, started yelling. Um, it was, I mean, everyone, I feel like, had chills all at the same time. It was really cool. Yeah, the whole world, as soon as we found out about it, we were pumped uh, about it. And I feel like your team is one, and anybody we talk to from that building talks about the chemistry, the camaraderie, how tight you are, playing cards. The weather, you know, obviously gets pretty bad, and there's not exactly a bunch of stuff to do in Buffalo all the time. So you guys hang out together a lot. When you go through something like this, it can only bring you tighter. Did you, did, could you guys even guess that your team could get tighter and obviously, is this something that has made you guys a better team, you think, having to go through something this traumatic together? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we already knew that we were a really close team. Um, it's really cool having guys from other teams come in talking about how this place is special. It's not a cliche. It's it really does feel like a family. You know, a lot of people say that, but um, having outsiders' perspectives come in and say it's pretty incredible just the chemistry of this team and that was like at the beginning of the season and we've you know had some crazy things going on this year you know I mean the shooting in Buffalo before the season even started um a couple insane snowstorms um and obviously the thing with DeMar um it it really did feel like the team was about as close as it could get and then um after what happened with DeMar and even now um, I feel like somehow we found an extra step to take so it really does feel like a brotherhood um, and it's pretty cool knowing that you got guys out on the field that are going to go to war for each other. You know, we're, like you said, hanging out outside the building. I wish you could see outside right now. It's miserable. I mean, it's like <laughs> raining and 35 degrees, and we haven't seen the sun in two months. But um, but it's something that, that kind of – that will bring you together too because it forces you to hang out with each other. So, yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we're having poker nights, um, seeing movies, you name it. Um, it's a pretty awesome team to be a part of. That's the type of thing you can't measure. Obviously, it is what makes the great teams great. We're excited to watch you guys try to climb this mountain for the first time together. And everybody we've chatted with on your team, we love, including that guy that's on a jugs machine behind you. Will you tell him, Gabe? Will you tell him? Where's he at? He, I think he's on the jugs machine behind you, I think. You want to bring him over here? No, just tell him like 85 yard touchdown or longer. We're still donating 85 grand. So, yeah. like, you remember that 85 was a- yard touchdown? Or, does that go for anybody? Sure. I don't know if my top speed can get me to 85 <laughs> yards. What do you want? Uh, what do you want? What do you, what distance? 35? <laughs> uh, That's a long ass touchdown. 50. Yeah. Let's go 50. We'll go 50 for 50. Okay, perfect. We'll do that. Is that fair? Yeah. All right. You, All right. I mean, you could have got this at 35, though. Yeah, I think, that was bold I, strategy. I think you could have got it at 35. You wanted the extra 15. I know, but I felt like that was kind of like a cop-out. You know, I, I want it to be a stretch for myself. I want a challenge. I respect it. I don't want it to be. Are you diving at the end of that thing, you think? Regardless? Absolutely, right? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll throw up like a 5-0 for you. Okay. Here we All go. right. Nice. Just something to think about. Yeah. Something yeah. to think about. We will do that. Let's talk about this playoff push. How do you feel the difference between this year's team, last year's team is at this stage of the season? And now that you have the experience that you guys have had, how much are you relying upon that? Or is that not even talked about or thought about at this moment? Um, yeah, I mean, I think every team is different from year to year. Obviously, pieces get moved around. you got different guys on the roster. Um, one of my favorite things about this team is having Vaughn Miller, um, not just as the player, but as the leader i mean he's got up in a couple team meetings we have um and he's just had some incredible messages obviously he's been there and done that in terms of winning super bowls um sorry say that again i sounded like something just got sliced right in half Mm -hmm. in the back there Uh, was that it was probably one of those lawnmowers outside okay i hope they're okay careful (laughs) um but yeah no having just having bond's leadership telling us you know how to you know, kind of get things toned up for this week. We've worked all year to get to this point, um, and this is what really matters. And now it's kind of time as a team to start peaking. You know, in this league, you hear it's all about timing. It's all about what you do when the playoffs start. So we've hit all the ups and downs, and now it's kind of it's kind of time to start toning it up, getting it locked in. I always wondered how you guys all took Von Miller being Von Miller because he's come on this show every single week just out of nowhere. How about that, Dawson? We're just fucking sitting here. And all of a sudden, Von Miller becomes a weekly guest. It's Hell like, yeah. what? 
This is amazing. <laughs> that surprised me. It's amazing, though. Every single time he comes on, we like hear him speak. We're like, Jesus, this guy should be president of something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Whatever it is. Yeah. Loves I mean, football. He's, a, he's incredible. And he, he's been following Brandon Bean around the building, kind of learning the ins and outs of why he hires, who he hires. And, I mean, he's even interacted with all the janitor staff, the cafeteria staff. I mean, he's – it's insane just to see how his brain works. And he's I think he's got the goal of being a GM one day. Um, yep. So he, it's been really cool just kind of hearing him talk about what he's learned from shadowing Bean for a little bit. Well, and also the way he talks about your locker room is fantastic. I, I'm happy to hear that as like a marriage made in heaven. He said he six more years he's planning oh, on yeah, playing. Yeah. They caught him washed last <laughs> year, and then he came in, wrecked the game, and he said, I got another five years. Connor has a question for you, Dawson. Yeah, Dawson, obviously during the DeMar situation, nothing really was more important than that, but as that kind of progressed, the conversation about the neutral site AFC championship game was had. Do you guys play any mind to that? And obviously you're taking it one game at a time, but now that's in Atlanta, have you guys, you know, started to think about that possibility and how well Bill's mafia travels as well? Yeah, honestly, we didn't even know until I forgot who it was that saw it on Twitter right before practice. So I'm sure guys are finding out on their phone like right now. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's that's just one of those things you can't worry about until it gets here. Um, it's the age old cliche of, you know, we're focused on today, focus on this week. This game's the biggest because it's the next one. Um, so we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves thinking about neutral site, thinking about who we might be playing, if it's what, whether it's going to be home or away. Um, it's hard to think that way and still be locked in on what we're doing now. Um, but, I mean, the fact that it'll be in Atlanta and a dome is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, just oh, knowing yeah. it wouldn't be at Arrowhead or it wouldn't be, you know, wherever it potentially could be. But um, I think we're just trying to lock in on this week. Yeah, it's not easy to make it to that point. Obviously, a lot of things have to take place, but – once the if the NFL sees an AFC Championship game in a neutral site, and they see it become a big festival, mm. you know how this goes, Dawson. This yep. is this will be the new. You know, there's three Super Bowls now. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, look it's, at that. It's going to be the new normal. If it just if it generates more revenue, it's somehow going to become the new <laughs> normal. We'll see a change next year. Roger Goodell standing in a. Th- you remember we used to have one Super Bowl. You remember that? That was fun. Yeah, that was now really... there's five. Yeah, now we got. Look at this. Even I think we can even stretch this to the divisional round. Yeah. I, I think we could. Yeah, eventually. I mean, they'll, they'll try to get us to play 26 games before we know it. <laughs> Tone, your question for Dawson. Dawson, obviously, after everything that happened last week, um, and then the the return touchdown happens to start the game. How? What was the stadium like for that? And then. <clears throat> Didn't see. Did any Bildos make it onto the field uh, after that return touchdown? We, I, I didn't see anything on the internet. I had my eyes peeled. I didn't see anything. Um, oh, good. They got COVID yeah, on them. They got COVID on them. Mm-hmm. I know. It was COVID, so there's no way that they could have, you know, really respected the players' safety and health <laughs> if they would have done that. Um, Especially so yeah, some no, of those ones no that Bildos just, this weekend. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, I know. It, getting COVID everywhere. So they respected our health, and they didn't throw – the buildos. Um, but the uh, the atmosphere after that first touchdown was really cool. Um, I knew I wanted to do, you know, something for DeMar, throw up the heart because that's his thing. Um, and I turn around and, the, you know, the guy that runs on the field with the camera, I mean, he's already out there halfway through the end zone. So it was, I guess it just perfectly timed up threw up the heart for him. Um, so it was, a, it was a pretty cool moment, one of my favorite touchdowns. Spiritual, you said. I think that game, as we were watching it, it was like, oh, this is big. This is bigger. Two kickoff returns to the house? Two oh, of those first, things? Crazy. Yeah, first play of the game, too. I mean, guys were – there were tears flowing and guys hugging each other. It was like, 
storybook stuff. Um, you know, I mean, it's like a Remember the Titans moment or some Disney football movie that was scripted. Um, and you guys yeah, are realizing that in the moment, right? You're realizing that in the moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, because no one expected that to happen. Because um, I think they said it had been three years and three months since the last Bills kick return um, for a touchdown. <laughs> of so course. What are, I mean, what are the odds of that? Of course. Why does that always yeah. seem – that's of course. You know what I mean? Right. And I think Josh threw three touchdowns. I think our defense had three interceptions. I mean, it, it was insane. After that first kickoff return, hey, this is a movie. We're in a movie right yeah. now, yeah. boys. This, right, this, it, this it really, it really did feel like that. And then it turned out to be a little more of a dogfight than we wanted it to be. After that kick return touchdown, we're like, we're we're killing these dudes. Um, but fifty nine minutes we still. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took, us, took us a little longer than we wanted to, but um, thankfully we got the job done. Go ahead, AJ. Dawson, are you guys uh, aware? I guess of how like. How far and wide this whole your whole situation with Demar has has affected? Like not only in America, I feel like worldwide, everyone is kind of rooting and, and kind of come together over this whole situation. Can you guys feel like the magnitude of it? You're being so close to it. Yeah, um, I guess we really didn't notice that until we realized he's home and he's good to go. And then, I mean, you see stuff on his social media. He's got like over a million followers, and I think there's been. Um, I mean, millions and millions of dollars donated to like a 13, GoFundMe. 13, 14. 13 million? Well, I think if you add in the Fanatics, they're selling – they sold oh his jersey and all the proceeds are going into that. So I think it's going to be like 15 million probably at the end of the whole thing. That's insane. I mean, last time we checked, it was like seven or eight. But, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. First of all, just Bill's Mafia rallying behind him. But then the whole world, just to see that scope of everything has been kind of – jaw dropping just because we're here so close to it i guess we didn't realize that it really reached all the way throughout the sports world but also just the world in general it's it's been insane well the team's response on the field right is what everybody that's whenever we all kind of understood the severity of it but people that aren't football fans and don't follow the nfl they saw the response of the team in to them, football, they see in a movie, you know? Like, you see how much those guys right. love each other. It was real, though. It was, like, on – it was almost on display. So now you guys, I don't want to say, are, like, worldwide fan favorites, but because of the empathy and the way you guys showcased how good of – how close of a team you are, I think a lot of people who weren't necessarily football fans were like, we like this team. And my first thought was, like, wait till you hear about the fucking coin toss from a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> wait – you, you love them now. Just wait until you hear yeah. – wait until you hear what happened a year ago or whatever. It's like a lot of times building up to this moment, man. I'm excited to watch you guys go. Yeah, no question. We're super excited about it, too. And it really does feel like it's just been one thing after another. But um, just the opportunity to kind of show the world the love we have for each other. And it's not just a game. You know, a lot of people just turn on the game on Sunday and think we go into work once or twice a week and don't really spend all that time together. But for them to see us huddled around them um, and to get – a lot of people praying for him was a really, really cool thing. Last question here from you, Ty. Yeah, Dawson, obviously a familiar opponent this weekend, and the Dolphins are kind of limping into the playoffs, and you guys, you just mentioned it with all the DeMar stuff. It's kind of like you have this groundswell of momentum behind you. Is there any change in preparation going into this week when you've already played this team twice, kind of know what to expect, or is it the type of deal where, hey, if we go out there and play our best game, we're going to be just fine and we're going to win? Yeah, um, you know, we always talk about how it's about us. Um, obviously, we're, we're watching film. 
Um, you know, we're not doing anything different this week um, than we did all regular season. Um, we've we've had the same meetings, same walkthrough, same practice layout. Um, you know, some of the guys, including myself, were hoping for a walkthrough practice yesterday, but they kept the routine the same. Um, so it's been a very, very similar routine just to get us locked into that mindset of this is just another game. There's nothing extra about it that we need to do. We just need to go out there and be ourselves. You a little bit more yoked up this year? That shirt seems to be like you look like kind of a rock right now with that yeah. shirt, your shoulders. Oh, yeah? Yeah, your I'm shoulders. Yeah that, yeah, that shoulder. Unless you got a fucked up collarbone, that's incredible <laughs> shoulder capsule. Oh, no, it's it's my AC joints. I've, I've done both Ooh. these things. That might be it. Oh, yeah, that Maybe is what it is. That's some good definition. Sorry, I just pointed out like a deformity there. Of your, <laughs> your AC. It looks Appreciate good. Appreciate that. Yeah, 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 no. Jeez. It's just my. Uh, my delts and my whatever traps. What is the weight? What is the weight this year? And has it been consistent all year? Uh, you know, I'm I'm right at like two fifty five. Where were you last year? Probably about two fifty. On purpose? Um, is this on purpose? Honestly, no. I I've been eating whatever I want, and I've kind of done that my whole career. Um, How old are you? But twenty six. Oh, it's starting to happen. Like, oh, I, I know oh, how to oh. eat healthy. Dawson, it's starting to happen. Smart. No, this is happening. This is the rest of your life, bro. <laughs> yeah. This is the rest of your life, dude. Welcome. Yeah, so this might be my this might be my sign to start reeling it back in. I eat Chipotle more than I eat five guys, so we'll see. You know, I've gone to the keto method. I don't know if that's necessarily smart for, like... I've heard, I've heard that's not a great thing to do. Well, I started doing what you do. I mean, you look good. You look good. So Thank whatever you. you're doing, keep Thank doing you. It. Dawson, that means a lot. Um, but I used to just eat everything, you know? I used to eat everything. And my right. body was just good. And the ball would go far. And I think it was about 25, 26 years mm-hmm. old. Boy, it started getting bad. That's, now, that's not going to happen to you. It's not going to happen to me because you're much more athletic than me and everything like that. But I had to adjust. had to adjust when I was housing everything that I wanted to eat. It's a shame. It's a game changer. I might have to watch out this offseason because the offseason, you know, obviously oh. I'm not working out nearly as much. So yeah. I appreciate you telling me that. So now my, you know, antenna's kind of up for seeing smart. some growth. So we'll. Yeah, smart. Keep we'll an eye on it. That. Just keep an eye on I, I came yep. back to training camp 260. You know what I mean? That's a little big. That's a little big. <laughs> That's a little big. The neck was way out yonder, you know, and everybody just. Oh, like, yeah. As long, as long as you got the beard to cover it up, I mean. Uh, we'll see. All right, just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Hey, good luck the rest of the way. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Um, you've been awesome to watch, pal. You're on a streak right now. You're playing your best football. It sounds like the right time to be doing it. We appreciate you. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys. 50 yards, right? 50. I'm throwing it up for you. What if it's – what if it is yeah, – Kick a build out too if you see it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, definitely don't put your hands on it. No. Because it's got COVID. Yeah, don't want to get sick. Bingo. Boom. And that, that gets you out of it. A couple other things on there, too. What if it is exactly 50? We're counting that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not 49, though. 49 no, yards, not we're not 49. counting it. No you know? way. Right, yeah. Not not 49. It's got to be – but not exactly 50. I mean, it's no, got to be – No, anything – yeah, yeah. 50 – no push, though. Like, 50 does count. Mm-hmm. Yes. Doesn't okay. have, doesn't have to be like a half yard on the other but side. But it's not – but it's not like an escalator where 60 is 60, is it? Yeah. I think that's right. It is. If your 255-pound ass scores a 60-yard fucking touchdown, we will certainly donate $60,000 to a charity of your choice. <laughs> 255? That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Your big ass right. just riding around for 60, that would be amazing. Let's go. Let's go, we'll have to 
do I, some accelerations or something. Here we go. <laughs> I think they got a band over there. You know, they got I don't need to go, go do my like, work. sled runs or yeah, my parachute runs. Are work on. <laughs> hey, if you hit one to it, it doesn't stop. It's for the rest of the mm-hmm. rest yeah. of the year. All right, I love that. I appreciate you guys. That means a lot. No problem. That's that's me looking after motivation. Yeah. I'm going to get in Josh's ear too. He'll listen to me. <laughs> Hell yeah, how is he? He's been awesome this year, huh? Fantastic. Oh, he's been fantastic. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's like a kid, dra- you know, trapped in a MVP candidate's body. <laughs> um, he's just, you know, the most fun person to hang around. Um, I don't think there's a single guy on our team that wouldn't just absolutely lay it all lay it all on the line for him. He's just that type of guy. He's awesome. We saw him at top, uh, top Golf. He had a golf ball out of the fucking net thing. Yeah. With a walk-off. Like, did it, hit it, and then... Did a full as it's flying, yeah. and it exits the thing. It's like, oh, this guy's like the greatest athlete of all time, as well as it's, it's being ridiculous. A yeah, yeah. I mean, you get him playing any sport. It's really frustrating because you expect him to have like a weakness somewhere, but you're still looking for it. Think about how fun that has to be for him. That's why he has fun yeah. all the time. Think, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I know the world's his playground. He just goes and does what he wants, <laughs> and he's good at everything. So. I mean, he does have like a big golf simulator in his house, so he's playing Pebble Beach every morning. But <laughs> this guy, um, does it yeah. freeze up every third shot? We yeah. got a problem. I need to hit yeah. him up. That's, that's a. <laughs> I'm in the process of looking to get one for myself. I need to work on my game. It's, well, don't you, don't under, get like, the one we got. Yeah. Like twice. Don't get the one we got. We will send you the information now. They don't need to be buried publicly <laughs> like this. But the one we have, it freezes every fourth shot. This was a big life goal here to get one of these. And I'll tell you what. Oh, I'm sure it's amazing to have one in there, but it's nope. not going to do it if it freezes every third, yeah. third shot. Yeah, you got to become a computer expert to run this thing because it's on like a 1995 computer too. You got to control, delete this thing. You got to. It's a yeah. whole. Yeah. Yeah, you got to send me that info because I'm in the process of looking for one. I don't need that. None of us do. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Good luck the rest of the way. Awesome, right. awesome. Cool dude. Yeah. Training yeah. same awesome. game. Extremely. Gabe Davis was in the back there mm-hmm. getting a little extra work. Oh, yeah. Love that. Remember I watched Hard Knocks one time, and it was punishment. You got to go catch 40 balls on the jugs. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, no. I'm like, all right. This team fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this team is absolutely terrible. They, that getting extra work in the camaraderie can't be stated enough. Their team obviously has come together around yep. this moment, but their locker room seemingly loves each other. That's a massive ordeal that you can't measure. That's huge. And then he spoke about it. I feel like Vaughn spoke about it. Um, I know those two for sure. But, like, when you're in a city when there's not much else to do, that helps too, <laughs> especially this time of year. Yeah. Time gets longer. You're in the building. Like, guys, I think they're done now, right? Yeah. And guys are yep. obviously, you know, getting their work in. Sometimes we would get together as a group and go watch maybe 15, 20 plays. Um, just, you know, without coaches, that, that goes a long, long way. How about you, Chuck? How do you try to bottle that and keep it going into next year? You're, if, you, if you have a team that loves you, you can notice, right? I assume you know if the team likes each other or not. You just go in the cafeteria. You walk down oh. there at breakfast. You go at lunch. It's energy. Go in the locker room. It's, it's easy to see. You can smell it. You can taste it. You can see it. What? And you bring, you bring back all your, you know, veteran guys. They're got, they've got that core. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring those guys back. And as long as you got Josh Allen on one side and you got a Dawson Knox and you got those guys on defense. How about Vaughn Miller just coming in being? Yeah. yeah hey, Vaughn Miller is everything that it, we think mm-hmm. it appears, AJ. Yeah. Seems, yeah, like even more. Like, yeah, the, the, the impact he is having on that team even now being injured, it's pretty crazy to think of. Hey, hey Dawson, what's the difference between the team this year and last year? 
you know, Vaughn Miller being around, mm-hmm. and obviously yeah. he was signed to big money, but like just everything about him, that's the type of culture everybody that's is deep. looking for. Talking to the janitor, talking to the GM, like that's a great teammate, but that's a good culture, and that's what everybody's Starts looking for. the QB. Starts with the having Josh, he said he's what? He's like a little kid trapped in an MVP's body. Hell yeah. Like the fact that he said everybody loves him, everyone would do anything for the quarterback. When that is the centerpiece of your team, it just trickles down from there. It's awesome. Hell well, yeah. And because of that, how easy it for, is it for Josh to, you know, rework his contract or do an extension so that they have more money to, you know, play around with? Because right now the conversation is like, oh, they're, you know, below the cap line for next year and they have all these guys they want to re-sign. But that's not, like, taking into the account. Bean will figure it out. He'll figure it out. They love each other. I'm sure guys who have longer contracts will be able, even Vaughn, will be able to work around it, maybe make it salary bonus or whatever. So they can bring back guys like Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds has been the other one being tossed around. So, yeah, that's huge. All right, uh, boys, it's been a hell of a fucking Thursday, hasn't yeah. it? Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Dawson Knox was incredible. Lombo was fantastic. AJ, give me one storyline we're going to be talking about on Tuesday Ooh. after this first Super Whoa. Wild Card weekend Ooh. wraps up. Is Lamar Jackson going to play? No. No, but we're talking about that now, after AJ. What do you mean? Well, if he I'm does play. going to play because there, there may be a storyline if he plays. Okay, so the storyline right now is that he's not going to play. Okay, is what I'll take that one off the board. We'll yeah. take that storyline off the board. But that would be a storyline we'd be talking yeah. about. Uh-huh. They just, uh, in last break, I saw Tyler Huntley is on track to, to play this weekend. Yeah, they've been kind of okay. like tweeting that kind yeah. of as a – all the news breakers have been like, for the 38th day, Lamar has right. not practiced just days before a playoff game. And then it's like, oh, this guy trending towards this. <laughs> That's him telling us he's not going to play. That situation is going to unfold interestingly. That might be a storyline on Tuesday, yeah. actually. Okay. Because Maybe. what are we going to do with Lamar's and his contract? Oh. That's right. Way to go, AJ. That was a great answer. How about you, Connor? Uh, I was thinking if the Chargers lose to the Jags and Mike Williams yep. doesn't play, how about Brandon Staley kind of being oh. on a little bit of a hot seat because he played all their guys and one of them got hurt. And is Sean Payton still in L.A. or not? Bingo. Oh. Is Justin Herbert a really good young quarterback in a warm weather city? Holy hell, are you traveling to the future? I don't know. Wow. You tell me. <laughs> Ty Schmidt, storyline on Tuesday. On the flip side, Side, if the Cowboys get beat, does Big Mike still have oh, a job? After no. Jerry might be fucking fed up with him. I That's know he said, hey, we're not going down that road, okay? I don't even want to fucking think about that. But if they get beat by a very middling Buccaneers team, Sean Payton. Not good. Sean Payton from Texas. Mm-hmm. Will Sean Payton be a cowboy? Hey, hey. Dake storyline on Tuesday. Three interceptions. Is it time for Tom to hang him up again? Oh. <laughs> Tony. Tony with a headline. Tone with a headline. Hell yeah. Chuck Pagano, what do you think we're talking about potentially on Tuesday? Danny Dimes and Brian Dayball going oh, into Minnesota yeah. and beating the Vikings. Oh! 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 Go right. back there. Wink and Wink Martindale sending the house at Kirk Cousins and another. Wet well. Wow. Okay, Kirk. Debo, what do you think we're talking mm. Tuesday? We've been, oh, very, we've been disrespecting Joe Burrow. Why isn't he the favorite to go and win the Super Bowl? Wow. Okay. Could certainly happen. They yeah. win by like 21, 24. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think the storyline on Tuesday is going to be them boys hit that same game parlay holiday. Hey. Oh, yeah. That's right. Everything we're thinking about, every game is going to come true. Hey. we got four of them this weekend. Now, the same game parlay holiday isn't just for us. No, no. We would like you to ride mm-hmm. alongside all four of our mm-hmm. parlays because we're going to hit, and it's going to be a real holiday, and we're going to end up giving away a massive amount of the money that we mm-hmm. hit for because we're going to be so goddamn excited about hitting four in one weekend when we're only able to hit three 
all season. Mm-hmm. That's how good we feel about these games. There's some same game parlay holiday that you can celebrate as well. Ain't that right, Connor? Yeah, that's right. Here's how it works, Pat. Uh, if you bet twenty dollars, you get ten dollars back in free we bets. Go. If you bet, we're go- we're just going. If you bet fifty dollars, you get twenty five dollars back in free bets. If you bet a hundred dollars, you get fifty dollars back in free bets. And if you bet two hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars back. And it doesn't count. You know, if you bet $199.99, you'll only get back 50 So you got to go all the way up to that 200 marker. Okay, if you bet $99.99, you're only going to get that $25 back. It's not back, it's free bets, but free it's bets. basically back. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know sure. what I mean? It's Wording. kind of, uh, it's titled free bets, mm-hmm. but it is, you know, it's back. Yes, and make sure you opt in. You have yes. to opt in. This at isn't just automatic. Yeah, it's at the top. If you go to the NFL tab, it'll be one of those top promos right there. Just click opt in. It's simple. And that's because it's the same game holiday. holiday. That was good, boys. I felt real good with that. Too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Conductor. Mice, you looked like Bruce Brown at Posner right there. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> yeah, basically. Mike, Bruce killing it. He did. He did. Bruce uh-huh. killing vibes. Bro, he was the he was the MVP. Remember the 360? Whole- How about the slow 360 <laughs> did in the middle of all of it? Like just feeling it. Mm-hmm. That was only the part that was being recorded. He didn't even know that was being recorded. There's more. I mean, oh yeah. We got more of him in there. Absolutely <laughs> crushing it. He got a couple people to join in too. He was really uh you know, he was an igniter yeah. of that dance floor. And if I'm Posner and the sax player, I'm thanking Brucey Brown's yep. service on Saturday night. Hey, great work there, Bruce. Go, hey, Bruce. Bruce. Thank you, Lee. Can't forget about Lee. What's that? That two Corso. Corso. Yeah, Corso. Corso. playing Baker Street on the yeah. sax floor. It was, it was not Lee Corso on the sax <laughs> He could, though. Yeah. I will say to the sax guy, mm-hmm. Let's not showcase one note for three and a half minutes. No. You know what I mean? That's pretty loud. It sounded like a siren was going off almost. Mm -hmm. Impressive. I I get what we're doing. Wait, did he build it up? Did he build it up and say, hey, watch this? Kind of. He takes the clock out. We talked about this on Monday, so I don't want to have to do it again. Posner did or the police? This This guy pulls out his clock like this, and he goes, start, right? And then he goes, and he hits a note or whatever. And then he just carries it for like two minutes. Certainly impressive. Yeah. yeah. Certainly amazingly impressive. And Posner had to tell people too, like, shut the fuck up and just listen because people were getting pissed. That was a different song. Oh. He did it a couple times. He did, he did the get low one too. Get low, low. In the middle of that long note, did you yell, just play the hits, Mike? Yeah, I, screaming a B. Connor, Connor said, just play a Beza, dude, like 10 times. <laughs> 10 <laughs> times. He, was, he had hands in. He was designated driver, too, so he's a little bit different state of mind yeah, than all of us, sure. I guess. He had hands in, like, pocket, whatever, mm-hmm. and he had his big hat on, and we're standing up upstairs, and he's viewing Posner from here, and I'm, like, sitting over here on the banister viewing, and he starts another song that none of us know, and I look over, and Connor's fucking hands go out of his thing. <laughs> this fucking guy, dude, screaming, yeah. echoing, echoing off the building that we were in. Just play Ibiza. And then he would just walk out. He was mm-hmm. so offended. Come back for the start of the new song. Mm-hmm. Same exact spot. Play another song that either he didn't write or he didn't. we didn't know. Exactly. Both hands up. Fucking hat off one point. This guy. Play. Because we were waiting to, to leave. To leave yeah. for Ibiza. Yep. Yeah. We were waiting to leave. Posner knew that, though. Worth it. He made his way to the very 
very end. Uh-huh. And he didn't even sing the song right. Yeah, so, he did. No, he didn't. What do you mean? What did he do? He, he, he One of the verses he sang, granted, it might be this one, but he can't play it. One of the verses he sang, he started the lyrics late to what the music was. Oh, right. So it sounded like shit. Hater, right? It sounded like music. shit. Come was, on. He was playing or, love or, songs, too. I mean, what are we yeah, doing? They were great. It was great. Is he doing time in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Should. Should. No, Rihanna is. Get jacked. I am. That yeah. was a great, honestly, that's a great, Rihanna is the best. Yeah, yeah. very positive. She just had a baby, too. She's got she fresh was at pipes. The Globes killing it. What's that? You're <laughs> talking about the game three-peat for Georgia? You guys saw him firsthand. They got oh, that's there. already come out. For sure. Carson Beck, you the quarterback, he's 6'4". He's Stetson Bennett, he's 6'4". They're plus 300 yeah, they are the to win once again. the Nats. You guys bet plus, three, plus 300, that's it. That's it. Plus 2,000, plus 1,500, exactly. things like that. So plus it, What's that? It's so tough for them. Like, it's so tough. With the, it's so impressive and so tough at the same time to where, like, Kirby. people just expect them to win the national championship three times in a row. So every regular season game, people are like, this doesn't matter. What do you mean? We've got to win by 100. To the, the internet's, to the internet's point, Kirby Smart had them thinking that nobody thought they were going to win games this past year. Yeah. And to help Kirby out, all we did was just never talk about him. Yeah. yeah. Game day, never talked about him. Honest, I, that was like one of my biggest. That's su- the thing. You just assume, hey, of course they're going to roll. We'll yeah, talk about yeah. them when they get in the college yeah. football playoff. Oh, Georgia's college football playoff conversation. They'll get theirs or whatever. You know, basically people are saying. But I'm like looking at this slate of games, and I'm like, are we talking about Georgia? They're like, no, we're not talking about Georgia. I'm like, the reigning champs. What? We're, they're our champions, right? Mm-hmm. They are. They are the, currently the face of our entire. That would hurt. What's going on? He's thinking about Tony. I sneezed and I held it in because you know, we're on air. But, <laughs> oh, right through the rib cage. Tony, just mute the, the, mute mute the right mic here. yeah, and sneeze the other way. I mean, you can hold these mute buttons. And, I mean, you Pat, I, didn't hear, any, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> no, yeah, of course not. But, oh. Right? Oh. Damn it! I'm pissed. I mean, you crack oh, a rib, hold it in a sneeze. Yeah, well, I, I saw, I saw real pain. I saw some real pain coming from Tony. It wasn't just his face; his whole body yeah, crumbled right. at one point. Right out through the rib cage. Anyways, we never talked about Georgia, oh. so Kirby was able to run with that. Like nobody's yeah. talking about us. Nobody cares about us. We're able to do that. I don't know how he's going to be able to do that this upcoming. If anybody, year. if anybody can do it, it's Kirby. You enjoyed and, that and having speech? all that time. Oh my God! Buck loves Kirby. We're talking. I'm, about I'm with Kirby. you guys. I would have done whatever. Oh yeah, right up the wall fireballs coming over the top i'm following him. you love kirby smart yeah me too and all that time he had with nick to learn because it's it's all about yeah. now complacency and this that and the, hey we eat off the floor i guarantee you they partied or whatever but the next team meeting that that next day or whenever they had it it was frowned back on bullshit yep. you're going to start reading and thinking this this and this and they've already, he's already set the tone aj mccarron said on college game day that the meeting the day after the day after Saban came in and said, this team here hasn't done a damn thing, all right? <laughs> team last year won. This team ain't worth a fuck, all right? So I don't want to hear nothing about what happened. And I was sitting next to Saban. I just started, like, laughing while this video is on. And Saban didn't even budge. It was just like, yeah, yep. that team hadn't done shit. You know, a lot of seniors are gone. A lot of guys here in the NFL were gone. What is this team going to be? I'm like, yeah, but can, can we take a week? You know, like. Just a couple days. For a little Let's bit. Let's do this all. Hey, we've. Chuck, do they ever enjoy it? Chuck, do you guys ever enjoy wins? As Anything. 24 hour rule. Yeah, but it's not even that, right? It's like 12. Is it just a relief? You know, the only real relief time. To win the only real what? time, because there's only one champion, right? College, there's one. There's one team that's going to be happy. In the no, NFL. the Surf Pro first responders. Yeah, Rose Bowl. Yeah. What's that? 
The Bulls. The Mayo Bowl. The Mayo Bowl. The Belk yeah, Bowl. So if, yeah. I mean, if you're good with Remember that. Remember the Most Gator Bowl. Most good with that. You want to end on a good note, but, yeah, you can enjoy it for a little bit, get away, recharge, reset. But then that job's 365. There is no days off, especially with NIL, portal, recruiting. Yeah. You cannot. They can't breathe. You cannot. Take a breath. They're hosting recruits at basketball games right now, I bet, in Georgia. That's what most yeah. every other team's doing. Like assistant coach coaches have to just there's visits coming all the time. The oh, thought man. of those the, the oh, thought man. of those football coaches at that basketball game, you know, now these guys they run a quick, you know, this is a fun acting like they know what the fuck's mm-hmm. going on, just selling at all the times. Fun brand of basketball they play here. <laughs> these dudes haven't even got out of the office in six <laughs> months. They have no idea they're just selling their asses off. What'd you just say? I like Bama next year. Oh, I'm say it first after, after seeing Saban's face. <laughs> Who's the QB? After David Pollock. Pollock said the truth, by the way. Hey, yeah, that's it, real. It is. It is. And Pollock is a, is like the greatest Georgia Bulldog of all time. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed the internet just being like right in Saban's face, but it was yeah. like Pollock. I think it was just like three-time All-American there, and no mm-hmm. lies. He was like, "What are we even talking?" about? Yeah, what, yeah. nothing I said was. Yes, and, but Saban's face, though, was like, all right, all right. Yeah, he's pissed about it. First thing he said to his team, I just had to sit up at the fucking game day with fucking David Pollock and say right to my face, y'all believe that? They run it. You know why? All right, because they won too. All right, we, we don't win. Okay? All right. All right. You know how pissed those players are at Alabama when he did that? Thanks, Pollock. Because they know they're getting a face full of neck anyway. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? God. They're in their, their morning workouts right now, those 6 a.m.s where you just <laughs> yeah, go in and Matt get killed for an hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah, what's that? Just for the next three months, every morning, 6 a.m. What are we doing? Right in the spring ball. Right in the spring ball. Oh, you're just getting killed, yeah, for an hour and a half. And then go to class and be attentive and have full energy, ask questions. Sit in the front. Sit in the front. It's like, well, you had me up at 4 a.m. I was out till 3. What do you want? I'm running on an hour of sleep here. Makes sense when you got the fucking Iowa Hawkeyes nipping at your heels. You need to make sure. Is that Bama? Yeah, goddamn right. Bama, Georgia, (laughs) you name it. What did they score, seven? 21 all year. Yeah. No, it was two pick sixes. That yeah, was goddamn right. Chuck, watch your terrible defense fun. hunts, baby. Phil Parker, you know Chuck. Hey, good field position defense can win you a couple of games. Yeah, mm-hmm. not Most all of them. No one was talking about it. Lombo was saying, "Hey, why are you snapping the ball with?" T- Thank God he had the under. That's why he was telling Georgia to slow that shit. Hello, Lombo. <laughs> yeah. Slow down. Oh, what are they doing? Hey, Pat, will you ask Kirby? What is he doing? It's a poor field. Position man, what a team! Yeah, in that speech too, Kirby mentions the 365 days. They really are in like meetings right now. I like Saban a lot though, especially after hanging out with him for what two and a half hours on game day. Mm-hmm. I liked him; he's a good dude. Both have new quarterbacks next year. Right? Who's yeah. next in line in Bama? Milrow. Uh, what's that? Milrow. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, the dude's unbelievable. Yeah. He's someone he's really so fast, very athletic. Yeah. Yeah. He's so fast. He threw like Where's three. Going? He threw Who? like three picks. Oh yeah, he dropped out of Ohio State, huh? Who's that? Yeah, Rayola. Rayola, like the big the quarterback, guy. the the son of either Dominic or Donovan. Reality. Where he commit to? Did he commit to Nebraska because his his uncle's coaching there. Do we know? I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. He's like about. the top quarterback in this class, I guess. Ray- Rayola was the long center for the Lions. Why doesn't Quinn Ewers just go right over to Bama? Yeah, yes, or Ohio State. Yeah. No, and everybody texts going to be like, "Don't why are you running Quinn Ewers?" It's like Arch Manning's coming to town. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the Mannings didn't come to town to get. You see Drake May come in and play. Yeah. It's the perfect recruit. You see that? You think? You think the Manning operation is like? Yeah, we want Arch to go and take a year behind these people. Arch ain't it. Arch has been in a red shirt for <laughs> since he was twelve years old. Yeah. With the Mannings, like Rayola was at the national championship. So. For Georgia. 
Mm-hmm. So they got an Elite 11 guy there already in Carson Beck. This guy's going to go. And then there's also three other five stars that are wanting to play quarterback for Georgia currently. He's got the mix. I like this guy. No laces. No laces either. Look at that. How come he decommitted? You didn't return his phone call? What's the deal? Ryan Day didn't like him? Uh, No, he never called me. I don't know what the the reasoning was. How come you're not out there recruiting for the boys? Yeah, why don't you ever help something? (laughs) I have, actually. I've been to some recruiting events with him. Really? Why doesn't West Virginia do any of that? (laughs) Follow up. Neil Brown's, he's busy working his fingers to the bone, obviously. That's right. He's been texting and tweeting. We're going to be back in there. Okay, no big deal. Got a chance to pick one. What's that? They brought him back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they him did, and Graham did. Harrell are playing bumper cars no, right now. Graham, Graham Harrell actually left. Wisconsin, I think. Uh, Purdue. Fuck. Oh, Bummer. I was going to say it with Fickle. That would be electric. I know. That's I why I thought that's where he went. Somebody. That was pretty good bringing Drew Brees and them in to help the, with the bowl, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, they really what played did, well. What did he do, you think? <laughs> what did he, Drew do? He actually nothing. just went to hand out uh, the... What was that final? Was Quite a bit. To a, it was like 37 and no nothing idea. at the first yeah, quarter. Was, oh, like, no. Drew tried to talk to him. The boys wouldn't listen. He did. He did the one for, one me, for me, two for, for you, you, three yeah. for Purdue, four for right. Boilermakers. $5 free bet. <laughs> That's what he did. And he said, six of lightning. Let's make sure we repeat that again next year and go find some. All right, Chuck. <laughs> Jeff Saturday did all right. Drew Brees did just fine. The boys uh-huh. didn't listen. It was execution. Isn't that what you guys always say? Execution, execution. It just wasn't ex- It was good. We had a good plan. Execution. Like McKay wasn't said back in the day, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Chuck, we need to give away some money, don't we? Oh. Here you go, Chuck. Here we go, Chuck. Come AJ, on. how do you feel about what Chuck's going to do right now? I feel great about it. Is he, what's he going to do? I want to see him hit some putts, too, though, because I like seeing oh, Chuck smooth do them all. there on the green. He's a pigskin thrower. I, I don't even think we're going to get that far. So yeah, we won't get that far. But. I agree, because his throws in hour one were so dialed in. Dialed. Days, you would say – He's going to make this first try, and then when we do that, we're giving away uh, $500 to 10 people. Let's do it. You think he's going to make his first one? Absolutely. Off I the think glass. So. No doubt about it. 10 people, $500. Oh, I did it go off the glass. He's going after it, though. He hit the backboard. Say. Dollar in. Dollar in. Yahtzee. Oh, my always close. Welcome back to the Pat McAfee Show here on this Thursday, January 12th. Chuck Pagano, former coach of the Colts and the Bears and the Miami Hurricanes. Take a step back. All right, Chuck. Take a step back. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Chuck Pagano can bury this football into the basketball. Yeah! 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 $100. All you got to do. All you have to do is retweet this tweet. You could be one of 10 people who win $500. In reply to this tweet, say something nice to somebody and put your cash tag in there so we can pay you officially on Cash App. Great throw, Chuck. First try. Great show today. Can't thank you enough, Chuck, for stopping by all season. You've been fantastic. Darius Butler, safe travels to wherever you're headed next. You are the man. AJ Hawk, great work today. To all the boys, fantastico. Huh? Huh? Fantastico. Lombo. Lombo, Dawson, Knox, and we do hope that Diggs gets it together by tomorrow with his around the horn problem. Uh, the, uh, Hammer, Die! in about 15 minutes. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to do this every single day. You are the best people on earth. Have an incredible afternoon. We got uh, something big coming tomorrow. Goodbye.